And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. That's right, kids. It's already Friday. TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday. And whether you're on your way to work, on your way home from work, or you're just out getting pizza, let me be in your ear for the next three hours so you can enjoy free, free, absolutely zero dollars and zero cents of audio entertainment. Right here on Flashback Fridays. Alright kids, let's go ahead and get things started. I don't have nothing, no news on my end. Um, other than the fact that today is the fourth month that we've been doing Flashback Fridays. This is episode 16. So, for all of those that have been with me for the last four months, enjoying what we bring from you from the Jazel Modcast archives, I thank you sincerely. and. You know what? I like the feedback. And speaking of feedback, Phil, I'm glad you enjoyed Fritz the Cat. Um, you know, like I said, I know it's kind of an adult-oriented film, but it was funny. It's good animation. It's good storytelling. So I'm I'm sincerely glad that you enjoyed that. Okay, well, let's get things started, and we'll do things while you're here, I guess. Uh we get together, you know, we pull three podcast shows, we listen to them, and then you go home. And then I'm off to do something else. All right, so I got my cauldron of tricks right here. Give this bad boy a shake, and we'll just jump right into the show. Okay. All right. Without looking, I just grab one straight off the top. And the first show we're going to listen to is Scene Red number 20. This one was released April 29th, 2013, and it is called Inconvenience. This week, Aaron is away, and Rebecca and Dave are forced to carry on without him and battle the elements like the dreaded background noise. Will the siblings be victorious with the help of their digital, their friend Digital Mixing? Listen and find out. All right, I I remember this one. I actually I know he was away on some type of camp, um, and yeah, there was lots of background noise. But let's sit and find out and enjoy scene red number twenty inconvenience, and let's find out if my friend digital mixing was able to cut out all that background noise. Here we go. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to scene red. I'm David K Montoya. I'm Rebecca C Lofgren. We're missing a trio. It just, it feels different without Aaron here. Yeah. So, here, this is my best Aaron impression. I'm Aaron Illich. (laughs) Aaron is currently in Colorado. Yeah, he's in Allen Spark, Colorado. What is he doing there? He's at Rocky Mountain Pathways Ranch. He's working on ranch for 10 days. And it's to get, so I guess at the high school, the homeschool program here, you have to have community service to graduate. Uh Uh-huh. And he had given blood for five hours, but you have to have ten to graduate, so he decided to go do that. And it's not it's more vacation than it is one hour a day 
She's gonna go work. You work, okay? But that could be like grooming horses. Come on now, I right. love to groom horses and get it to be considered work. Right. But they go camping and hiking and they play games and they go horseback riding and take care of the animals and all kinds of stuff. Um, also, a little bit different change of scenery. Uh, we're here at your house tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this evening, I guess. We're actually recording earlier than what we usually record. Uh, so, just different environment altogether. Different computer, different mic. Um, so, here's my story. I, I called you on the way over here and I said, I've got a story to tell. Um, for the last, how many ever episodes, you know, Jaden and I have been playing Batman. Yeah. Batman Arkham City. Last night, I beat it. Oh, wow. And the, today, um, I was walking by and I seen Jaden was playing with Robin, the character Robin. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't think nothing of it. And then he's like, hey, I, I got a new Batman because he's really Batman. Yeah. Uh, gamer logo. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So then I'm cutting podcasts and plus I'm writing. I, yeah. I've done it so much now I can actually listen to a podcast and write simultaneously. So I'm doing those two things, and all of a sudden, an email popped up on my my iPhone. Yeah. And it said, you know, thank you for purchasing from Xbox Live. And I'm like, oh, no. So I opened it up, and he had been downloading these things. Oh, my gosh. The add-ons. Yes. So Lacey goes, she gets on the computer, <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know? I'm like, okay, just tell me how much it is. I'll go put it in the bank. Fortunately enough, we had just enough money to go put into the bank to cover all that. Yeah. I mean, he downloaded a lot. So I, I said, figured, okay, well, I'm going to come over here to your house. And on the way to your house, the bank, so I'll just hit the bank and then come back to the house. Yeah. So I go and I'm pulling up to the drive through ATM. There's this white truck in front of me. Comes to a complete halt. As they're going in the entranceway of the drive-thru. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So there is a whole distance between them and the ATM. is like you could fit a whole other car yeah. in between. Then this heavy-set Mexican gets out of the, the the passenger side and waddles over to the ATM. And she starts pushing the buttons and whatever. I stick my head out, and I'm like, you got to put the card in first. Oh, my God. So she waddles back to the, the driver's side, who I guess is her husband or whoever. He hands her the ATM card. She walks back. Is she that stupid? Oh, my God. She walks back, and then she puts it in, and she takes it out, and she puts it in. And I said, you only have to do it once. So, you can, I don't know. Why didn't they go to the walk-up ATM? I don't know. Wow. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And finally, he's yelling out, yelling something in Spanish constantly. And then finally, he, he says something in English that I understand. He's like, hurry up! <laughs> I stick my head out. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> so he gave me a dirty look. Pulls up to the drive-thru. Almost runs his wife over. She waddles back and gets inside. And you see him. He's punching the buttons. 20 minutes later. Wow. They withdraw money. And I, I was like... It's 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 not hard. Yeah. You put the card in, you put your ATM or your PIN number in, you take, you know, whatever you want, you pull it out, you want a receipt, yes, no, go. Boom, yeah. gone. 
It takes me no more than five minutes to to do a transaction. Yeah, it doesn't take very long at all. And I did a deposit, which actually takes a little bit longer, you know, than a regular withdrawal. Yeah. I was boom, boom, boom. But I mean, come on. 30 minutes total, probably 35 minutes. Yeah. Just to make a deposit. And Jaden, Jaden felt bad. Which was what I said, you're not. He trouble. didn't know. I mean. That's what I said. I said. You're any not. child would do that. If they see that and they don't know that it costs, they're going to download it. That's why I always watch the kids and they come over and they're on there. I'm like, what are you doing? We're not downloading anything. My credit card's attached to my PlayStation network account. Right. And. <laughs> in order to have the Xbox Live, even if you have the freebie, you have to pay. You have your credit card. Yeah, yeah. So it's harder that way because, like, the PlayStation Network is free. It doesn't cost for that, but it's connected to everything. So if they go and they accidentally say like they click on something and it's for some reason these games, I think they do it on purpose. They show you everything that you can have uh-huh. with everything you do have. Right. And if you click on it, like, do you want to buy this? You could easily buy it. They, they said that, I think they do it on purpose, so maybe you'll mess up and buy it, and you're like, fuck, I bought this, but oh well, it's too late now. Right. So, yeah, I, I was just, I was upset because of the way it was presented. Oh, just download this. Yeah. It doesn't say, you know, and plus they're very coy about it. It's only 800 Xbox points. Oh, only $8? Yeah. For what? For a character? Uh, no, for the character it was nine ninety nine per character. My God! Yeah. You could buy a game for four characters. Yeah. That's crazy. And so I, I, I was upset at that. I wasn't upset at him because mm-hmm. he, he, he didn't realize it was just points. Yeah. That, you know, if it said eight dollars, that would have been totally different. That, yeah. yeah. But it was just points and he didn't know. He didn't yeah. realize it. So that's been my my ordeal today. Then did you hear oh, I'm sure you heard about the garage. Yeah, I heard. She's like, your brother uh, ran into his garage and knocked down. I was like, what? Mom told me that. So I was like, only he could do something like that. <laughs> You're embarrassed, I can tell. <laughs> I am. It, it's, well, I wait. And when you go see it, mm. you'll be impressed how... Well, you took the dents out. Yeah. I hurriedly took the dents out and tried to fix it somewhat for now. But it works. It works perfectly fine. Yeah. But what had happened is, is that I went to the store and I always put it in park I reached down. For some reason, I didn't turn off the engine. Yeah. Um, I think it was because it was. I was in the store for so long, so the engine got cold again. Yeah. So I was letting it continue to warm up just a little bit before I turned it off. But anyway, I reached down to go get the stuff out of the floorboard, um, you know, the, the groceries and whatnot, and all of a sudden I felt a jerk. It jumped gears. And I looked up, and I'm like, no! And I'm like, hitting the brake, you know, trying to... <laughs> But yeah, I, how it, far did you crash into the garage? Like it's a little bit, or you like went through the door? No. no. <laughs> um, when mom said like, crashed into the garage, I had this picture like like the car was underneath the like garage door, and it was like inside the garage. <laughs> um, probably pushed forward about a foot. Oh, okay. So Lacey went and she she panicked. panicked. She, I heard. And um, I'm like, just chill. You know, let me, you know. I mean, you could have been dead. I mean, in all honesty, it could have been worse. It can, yeah. always, it can always be worse. Unless everybody is dead, then you really can't get worse than that. But. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I went out there with the hammer and. Uh, Pounded it out. Yeah. And at first, she, she kept telling me, just forget it, forget it, forget it. And I'm like, 
No. Yeah. I, it's it's aluminum for one. I knew I could fix it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the front isn't completely smooth, but you know, it opens up, it closes, it's, so it works good, fine. Then. Yeah. It's just cosmetic. And so that's that's been my week. Um, I wrote more of on the story. Um, I wrote this really good monologue. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to finishing the story so yeah. I can say what kind of story it is instead of talking in code. But I did this really good monologue with uh, the main character and uh, a minor character. And pretty much what it is, the minor character is going to like the top guy and uh-huh. he's... He's telling the top guy that he doesn't want to be the assassin anymore. Oh, okay. And he's fallen in love. He wants to quit it. He wants to just have a normal life. And the other character very majestically, you know, tells him, he goes, that's okay, but just remember in the world of the animals or the the world of the kingdom of animals or something like that. I was trying to be, you know, uh, very poetic in my, my writing. Uh-huh. Hush, I'm talking about writing. <laughs> um, and then he's like remember in, in the kingdom of the animals even though a, a leopard is born without spots the leopard is still a leopard the leopard is a, 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 the killer of the animal kingdom <laughs> Yeah. essentially saying you can't change Yeah. you can try and change what you look like but you can never change who you really are you can change everything about yourself but who you are inside will always be the same right so <clears throat> it's um, the animals are out here at least I know it's not just my dog that does it. I know. But anyway, so I wrote this really good monologue, and it, it came out really good. I'm really happy. Um, I can say that originally I was wanting the story to be somewhere around 120 pages. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. There is no way it's going to happen. Like I was telling Terry, I talked to Terry today, and I said, you know, I'm just going to write it until I tell the whole story, and then after I do that, then I'll try to cut it down to mm-hmm. to whatever you know, page count that we need. But realistically, no. Especially after you format it. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a specific format for that type of writing. Yeah. It adds more page count to it. I'm like, shit! You know, so... (laughs) it's And now I find out why it's so difficult to to write. Because I've never attempted this type of medium. Mm -hmm. And... God, I hate talking to him. And, uh... So it's, I'm enjoying it. Plus, you know, I'm doing a lot of podcasting, uh, doing a lot of cuts. I tried to get a lot of cuts done last night and uh, today because I worked at the hospital pretty much all week last week. I did a lot of work. Yeah. And so uh, that and I'll, I'll talk to you about why I was crabby the last time. Oh, okay. Uh, there was actually, even though this is episode 20, by the way. Uh, we were supposed to do episode 20 last week, though the listeners won't know the difference because it'll come out 19 and then this one will come out in 20, so there won't be no time jump. But there actually was a time jump. Yeah. And I was just tired and I was grumpy and I just, for the first time, I said, never mind. You were grumpy, man. And I'm not... He's not one to usually be that, that grumpy, but he was pretty grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was just... Uh... I don't. I don't even know the whole why I was so grumpy. Something was just like twisting at me. Think someone was just pushing your buttons. Uh-huh. 
And it was just, it didn't work for me. And you're tired on top of that, so it made it even worse. Yeah, because when I had like two hours of sleep that day. Yeah, because you're like, let's do this. And then we go over there and your eyes are just, you got the little the little tired mom eyes is what I call them. Because it looks like mom's eyes when she's real tired are like. I couldn't think. And then yeah. we started looking for uh, weird news and that wasn't really happening. Yeah. So. Um, the topic I wanted to talk about today, and you know, because I knew it was just going to be you and I, so I wanted to have something personal in that that realm of where you and I can talk about. Yeah. Um, I realized I was a creative person when I was about thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started realizing that I <laughs> I wasn't going to be a WWE wrestler. I I was probably more destined to write the script for WWE than be a wrestler. Yeah. What about you? How old were you when you when you realized that you were creative? I don't know. We can smoke in Rebecca's house, so you'll probably hear a lot of lighter cooking. <laughs> um, probably when I was little, because I remember like when I would play, I'd play by myself because I didn't have really anybody to play with unless my cousins were around. But and I would just make up these random things. Like, beyond imagination. Just, like, weird stuff I would make up randomly that I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a little story to act out. Right. And there'd be other people in the story, but they really weren't there. I was imagining this all. Right. And I can still remember some of the things that I would make up, and I'm just like, that's, it seems like someone's on drugs. Like, it was just weird stuff. Make pretend it's... Yeah. And I didn't have anything to play with. I mean, I had toys. I'm not saying I didn't, but... Well, yeah. Whatever the story was about. I didn't have no props. I just... My props were there in my head. Right. My imagination. But... I knew I liked to draw. I've always liked to draw. I remember when you were one years old and you, you drew a phoenix. Really? Yeah. Wow. Bring this up because I don't know what I was. I was watching something. It was probably a documentary, and and uh, people say that they're always creative. Yeah. And I guess if if you look back on my past, you know, I, I used to do the little. I, before I even realized that they were comic books, I'd, I'd, you know, draw little comic books and the characters and stuff. So I guess that's true, but I was trying to think for you when there was a time that you weren't creative, you know, mm. I mean, there's points of you just being lazy and not doing stuff, but... I still have ideas. Right. And it's it's very interesting. I mean, for... And I, I was... We're probably going to talk about this over on Sure Darkness, but I also want to talk to you about it because you were one of the founding members of the World of Myth. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize you were really young at the World of Myth. And and to the point where when things went into to speed and we started getting more uh, readers and we started having more fans, we changed editors. We actually changed the age frame. You know, so technically... At the point of 2008, when everything changed and we were getting more everything. Yeah. Someone, how old were you back in 2004? Uh, 16? 16? Yeah, wait, see. Wait, wait. Yeah, 16. Yeah, because then in 2008. 20. So, I'm trying to do the math in my head. But anyway, yeah, I mean, so by the time you were 20... People your age when you started the world of myth couldn't have done it because of the we put a, a an age cap on. It. Yeah. But when we started, 
It was just you, Terry, and myself. That was it. I mean, even though we all went by different names and we did a lot of pin, uh, pin names, but it was just the three of us. When we first first started, I was even younger. Really? When we started doing New Myth, we did the comics and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like 14. Yeah. And see, that's something I wouldn't do now is, I mean, I put you, do you remember, I put you in charge of New Myth. Yeah. You were in charge of New Myth. You were 14 years old. Today, <laughs> that would be like putting um, Stephanie yeah. in charge of the company. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I mean, it just, things have changed in the past. And I guess I'm trying to reminisce a little bit. Um, we're watching this guy walk by, very... He's like looking in the yard. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that things change, but we don't change. You know, yeah. situations, circumstances change, but who you are, you're still the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, I think once you get to a certain age, because as you're growing up when you're little, you it's what makes you who you are. Right. When you get to a certain age, that's you basically stay the same. I mean, you keep learning more, but the foundation's already there. Because... I mean, okay, let's put it this way. When I was your age, essentially I was still the same person. Mm -hmm. Though now, 10 years later, I have more wisdom because I've done more things. More experience, yeah. But I'm still the same person, essentially. Yeah. Maybe a little more. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a little grumpier. A little, a little more grumpier or a little less hair. <laughs> <laughs> what you lack on your head, you make up on your face, I guess. So I just, we're compensating over here. Well, I'm, I've got to get into that creative, you know, that realm of being creative. Uh-huh. And, you know, the scraggly, no shave, ungroomed hair. That just kind of falls into the creativity thing for me. Yeah. And I, that's where I'm at right now. Is And I said this before, I don't remember what show. I think I said it on our show. You know, at one point I was saying that I wanted to be entertained more than I want to be more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And again, me who being I who I am, mm -hmm. that only lasts a very short period. It's again, you, you can't change who you are. And for me, I've always been the entertainer and not the entertainee. Yeah. So I tried it and I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I got to watch a lot of movies. I, I got you know, played that one video game until I beat it. But then there's that drive in me to to be entertaining, to do something to entertain people. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. And I don't even know at this point how I segued off into that, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, the the world of myth was the golden years, as, as it were. You know, they, I don't know. Because, I mean, we started off very small, very intimate. And it grew. It grew into something very big and popular. Yeah. But I, I think, for me, the beginning years was more than what... How do I explain this? It meant something more to me than when it blew up. I, I agree. I think it was more... To me, it was more fun. Because it was less businessy, in my opinion. Because we were just doing it because we loved to do it. Because it was right. fun. 
then the business aspect comes in, and it's like you, you're obligated now to do right. this. You're not doing it because you enjoy doing it. You're doing it because you have to do it. Every human being is like, never wants to do anything they have to do. Right. Because when you feel obligated, it's not. it takes the fun away from it, in my opinion. And that's what I'm trying to do with Jaisal Mods. Yeah. Not only with the Jaisal Modcast, with the Jaisal Mod publications, is I'm trying to make it less business, more fun. Yeah. Now, there's a part of me, the business part of me, that wants to, you know, go do this and go make this contract and do this. And, and granted, yes, we have a contract with iTunes. Yes, we have a, a contract with Stitcher. But that doesn't affect the process of creativity. I mean, though we have the contracts with these two carriers, does it seem any different from day one? Not really. The only difference is, is for me. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that has to deal with that. But it's my responsibility because I'm the one that set up the contracts. Um, though we did have a miss this week. Somebody missed the show. And Stitcher did uh, email us and say... If you miss three shows in a year, we're canceling that particular show. They're not they're not canceling the whole Jaisal Modcast, mm-hmm. but they 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 threaten to to cancel. Yeah, and I understand that because they've got something that they've got to run. You know, they if people start they start matching certain things with different shows, different advertisers, different shows, and they match it with this particular show, and they keep missing and missing and missing. That makes them look bad, not yeah. only us, but them as well. So, um, I'm I'm trying to make it where it's it's not business because it was it was in the beginning of the world of myth, and I know I'm going back and forth between the comparison of the world of myth and Jaisalmon, but if you really look at it, it's the same structure of the beginning of the world of myth to what Jaisalmon. You know, I use the same business model essentially. Yeah, and I'm trying to not. If it blows up, it blows off. But I'm trying to keep it non-business. Yeah. Because I think that's essentially what happened in the end. What the the animal that we created that turned into MythWorks, it was just too business. That was maybe 99% business, 1% fun. Yeah. And when you have only 1% fun in the equation... It's not going to work. You don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And that's... I mean, I, and I told this to Sadie last week. You know, we, we finished the the Christian anthology for GISG. Yeah. And though it was... How did I explain it? It was entertaining to see this, to read the stories. Sarah St. John did a really good job editing. Mm. But that, that enthusiasm was, yeah, I'm going to make another book. We're going to produce another book. Yeah, you know, something else to add to our repertoire was not there. Yeah. This was, and I, I've said this more times than not, so it shouldn't shock anybody for what I'm about to say. The reason why we're making this book is we're contractually obligated to make the book. Yeah. If we weren't contracted to do this book, we wouldn't have done it. We had to do it. Right. I didn't want to get sued. Yeah. Because it would have been a breach of contract. So the book is coming out sometime, let's see, this is episode 20, so this is sometime in May now. Um, so it should be out sometime soon. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I, w- I, I wish, I wish things could be like that. 
that whole, the beginning of the World of Myth time, just that era between 2004 to 2008, just not only on a creative level, but mm. on a personal level, financial level, everything, that was just a beautiful time. Yeah. And I wish we could just keep reliving that, you know, like Groundhog Day, you know, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, just keep reliving that yeah. time over and over and over again. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, at issue 55, as they say, all good things must come to an end. And by the time issue 55 rolled around, the world of myth was nothing. As to what it was originally. Yeah, it was. It, it, it completely turned... It was more business. It was more about trying to bring in advertisers. It was more of trying to bring in new, new, new creative talent to see if we can find people to contract to make books. It, it was just... It wasn't there. I I slowly watched it fade. I seen this coming. Did you really? Yeah. I ain't gonna step on anyone's toes or saying or mention any names, but I, I saw how it was changing. Uh huh. Just by the people that were employed from the company, and to me, it wasn't a vision that I had for the company that I've ever seen. You know, what I'm saying hey, we all have visions of what we see something to turn out to be. Right. And it just became way too serious. I think about like like um, Deviant Art, that company. Even though it's a big company, it still has a fun factor to it. Like they're a popular company, Deviant Art. Yeah, I've heard of them. And I'm sure when they first started out, it was probably fun too. And they kept that, but somehow it got lost in the in the world of myth, in my opinion. Do you think it was because of me? No. No. I just think it was the choices you made by putting people in certain positions. So, it, I mean, it was your fault, but it wasn't directly your fault. You weren't setting out to do that, to change it. Right. It just happened. I'm sure you didn't know it was going to happen, or you probably wouldn't have. <laughs> wow. Oh, she left them in the water. Or I'm sure you wouldn't have made some of the decisions that you had made, but, I mean, it was meant to be that way, I guess. <clears throat> it's, um, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is I've, I've read uh, our friend Mr. Allman, you know, I've, I've read his CNN article many, many, many times. Many, 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 many times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know me. I try to roll with punches. I try to act like things don't bug me. Yeah. But you know me. You know, when somebody... I, I can scan the the criticism. You know, mm-hmm. criticism don't doesn't bug me, you know, that much. But when someone makes a direct attack, then that's what really bothers me. Yeah. Um... So, and I think that's what happened to the world of myth. Yeah. Is, well, not just the world of myth, but the whole myth works. It was, we got so big. You know, at one point, we had over 40-something employees. Yeah. We had a board of directors. We had a board of trustees. You know, we, I don't know. I think what's so funny is we had all those people, but I felt like you were doing everything by yourself. Me too. <laughs> that's the way it seemed. <laughs> and... That's another thing that I'm trying to not do with Jaselmon is be a micromanager. Yeah. I'm I'm the one with the overall vision. It's always been that way. I think it's easier to run a company when everybody that's on board feels about the company the same way. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right. feels the same about the company. I don't feel like people felt like that with the, with the world of myth and myth works. I feel like to you... The way you viewed it, not everybody that was working for you viewed it that way, as important. Right. 
And that's a lot of reasons why it didn't work in the end. And I, I felt, and I, I totally agree with you, and that's one of the reasons why after Terry retired as the chief operating officer and Sarah St. John was retiring, I felt those were my two main people. Yeah, and they were. That, that had the same vision I had. And I was losing those two people. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I could replace them, you know, but I could not replace the people. Yeah. You know, I can replace the person as a, a job position, but not the people. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big factors of why I was like, okay, that's, it is what it is. You know, with, it's weird because I can remember back sitting in, in Hesperia as a little boy, you know, making these makeshift comic books and, and starting it all that way, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I want a big business, I want a big business, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. And, you know, 20 years later, when it happens, you're like, I don't want a big business. <laughs> I want a prosperous business, but I don't want something big because then that, and that's uh, another reason why, you know, we went into Jaiselmon is because it, it stopped being about me. Yeah. And I know that, you know, it all began about me, me wanting to, to entertain. And I was at no one point no longer being entertaining. I was being the CEO. Yeah. Okay, I'm done trying to reminisce. Maybe we can we can do this. Maybe you can come to my house and maybe you can set in on who's the boss and maybe we can re reminisce. Okay. I just I'm wanting that's what I'm wanting to do. I just yeah. kind of want to talk to you know talk about the good old days. Okay, so what do you got? What do you what are you wanting to talk well, about? Well, I've been as you know, Aaron's gone, so I'm like, don't use myself because I haven't been alone for a long time. Right. So I've been watching documentaries on Netflix because I really like doc I really like documentaries. Uh huh. And not a lot of people like documentaries. Like I know Mom doesn't like them. I don't think Aaron really cares for documentaries. But so I've been watching them, and I I watched this one the other day called Kumare. 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 And it's about this guy. He was born in New Jersey and he was raised up like in the Hindu religion. He's from India. He was Indian. He's not from India because he wasn't born there, but he was born in Jersey. But he's Indian, Indian American. Yeah, and his family was very religious. Like even though they were immersed in the, in the culture of the United States, they always their parents always you know try to keep their traditions and everything. And the older he got, the less he believed in these traditions. Really. So. No, is this Hindi? Hindi religion? Hindu. Yeah, Hindi. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, he um he decided he was gonna make a documentary because he's seen like the he's seen the explosion of of the the yoga like how yoga has exploded because that's a it's an Indian thing yoga was yeah it's exploded and all these gurus and things have exploded in the United States so he was originally gonna do a documentary on on these yoga like guru people that come to the United States but during filming he realized that he, what he, what he really wanted to do. So what he did is he went to India. Mm -hmm. Well, first he grew out his beard and his hair. He start, he started copying his grandma's accent. She has this very thick Indian accent. It's not like 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 the people at the store accent. Like right. how may I help you? Not like that. It's like really thick. And he went to India and they had like a ceremony thing where all these these gurus have come together and he walked among them and no one knew anything. Like they didn't tell him part. He's like this could probably work. So then he, he's like, I need to find a place to try this out. 
So he picked, for some reason, Phoenix, Arizona. He goes there and he starts, he has his friend help him. And his two friends, they're both females. One of them, they're both, one of them is white, one of them is an, an Indian American. And she puts an accent on too. And she starts going, he starts going to these like yoga centers and showing them how, like, he has a method or whatever. And he gets really popular. He has a lot of followers. He, he actually gets 16 stable followers that follow him regularly, like every week. Come over and, and it's a facade. It's all a facade. But he wasn't doing this to when he decided to do this, he he wasn't trying to do this to fool people. Uh-huh. He wanted to show people that you can control your own life. You don't need to look to religious leaders like like the the gurus. Right. You can do it yourself. Because he's like, I, I'm not really against religion, but I don't believe, he doesn't believe in religious leaders. Like, just regular people, he doesn't believe that they can do anything for you, they have any power. So, he started helping all those people, he, he's like, you know, it's, it's inside of us, we're our own guru, and this and that. Like, this one lady, she lost 70 pounds with his help, and he helped a lot of people, but he's had, he at the end he had a big ceremony, and he wanted to, like, reveal who he really was, but he, he couldn't, he was too afraid, so he left. He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going back to India. Well, he went back to New Jersey. And he was depressed because he felt like... He's like, he's like I thought in my life, this is the first time I've ever gotten... He got really close to these people. He's like, this is the first time I've ever really connected with these people. With any people in my life. I've never been this close to people in my life. That told me everything. And I felt such a connection with them. And he, he's like... He went home and he was like depressed for a while. And finally, he's like, he picked himself up. He's like, I have to tell these people who I really am. I have to shave and get back to my real life. I'm not this Kumari person. That's not who I really am. Right. As much as he wanted to be him, he wasn't. So, he shaved and he got them all together and he put a video on and he's like, he basically told him, like, I'm going to show you. He's like, you guys all showed me who the guru inside of you was. He goes, now I'm going to show you the guru inside of me. And he came out and they were shocked. They were just like, I thought they, I thought they were going to be angry. But they weren't? Oh, some of them were. But, they clapping and they, they're like, you know, because there was four of them that had left. Out of the 16, four of them just got up and left. He never talked to them again. But the other six, the other 12, he still talks to them to this day. Really? Yeah. They're like, like because they said that he they changed so much in life. They said, maybe, you know, you aren't really a guru, but you have something special about you. We feel connected to you. You helped us change our lives. And I'd be scared, too. I'd be like, God, they're going to kill me. Like, they're going to hate my guts. Because he didn't think he was going to get a connection with anyone when he first started doing this. He didn't really know if it was going to work or not. Right. You know? And, yeah, he was deceiving. He, I think he did it for a good reason. To show that, yeah, people can take control of their lives. Right. On their own. No one has to help you do it. You can make choices and decisions on your own to change your life. You don't need a guru or whatever to tell you to do that. But he got an award for it and everything. What was it called? Kumari. That was the name of Kumari. his fake guru. And he just made up fake chants and it, he he would say stuff in Indian. It was just like they sing the song, Kumari, Kumari. <laughs> they were just singing it and like he would say stuff in Indian. It didn't even make sense because he knew Indian and how to, right. you know how to speak the language. And just ran stuff and they repeat it and it really worked for them. But he met some weirdos along the way. He met this one guy who prayed. He like had an altar that had a picture of Obama and a picture of um, Osama bin Laden. 
And in the middle, I had a picture of George Bush. Really? Yes. He was there all connected. I'm like, this dude is a nut job. <laughs> is then, it on Netflix? Yeah. Maybe I'll check and it out. And there's these two women he met. They were both from a different planet. Oh, yes. Those are, those and this other guy, he, he teaches uh, the religion of sound. The religion of sound. sound. He, he takes people in his room and like... And this guy could be an actor. This His name is Vikram Gandhi. The guy that directed this. Okay. He could be an actor. Because he went in this guy's... And he went and did a, a spiritual like thing with this guy. This guy played all these instruments and stuff, and would go, like that, right? And they would start like jumping, like they, they would start twitching and everything. Like they were really like going into it. going into it, like into the spirit or whatever. I don't know what they were going <laughs> into. But he laid down. And he was like doing it. I was like, this guy could be an actor. He could. <laughs> Convincing. Yeah. It was very convincing. Like, he didn't laugh or anything. Never. I was like, he's serious. This is a serious person. He must be a very serious person because I would laugh at some of these people. But it was a really good documentary. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. And it was funny at times. These people were just so out there, what people believe. And then I looked online about... He did, like, a little interview. He went, like, a... On this one website, and he was like a live stream or whatever, and people asked him questions and he answered it. Uh huh. They asked him stuff like, "Do you think any of this stuff was weird?" He said to him, be- "To him, that it wasn't really strange to him because some things that people believe are so weird already." Right. I mean, he didn't say what religions, but I mean, there is a lot of weird religions. Scientology, there's different stuff. They just believe weird stuff. Right. And so him, it wasn't that weird. Like the people out from another planet, they asked him if he ever felt guilty about it. He said he didn't because. He had a whole team helping him when they sat down. They're like, they weren't going to cross any ethical boundaries. They weren't going to hurt any people, like really hurt people. There's right. going to be no sex or anything involved in this. It was right. going to be all pure and of good content, good intent. But it was good. So if you guys have Netflix, you should watch this. It's a very good documentary. It's called Kumari. I'll probably check it out tonight. Um, I really don't got nothing other than maybe you know editing some more podcasts. But I, I don't have anything on mine. Yeah. Maybe try to do some more writing. Are you doing any writing? Are you doing anything creatively? Uh, or are you just trying to get ready for the wedding? I'm just trying to get out of school. <laughs> just want to get, I'm trying to get ready for the wedding. I need to focus on school. Like, they're on my ass. Like, I need to be at school. I need to sit. You know how I am. Like, it's not that I'm not passionate about this because I really love to do hair and stuff like that. But I hate the school. <laughs> So much. I just don't want to be there. But I got to do it. I don't want to waste my $17,000, so. Is that how much it costs? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> got to get it done. You should have gave me $17,000 and would have made body bag. Speaking of body bag, did you did you listen to Who's the Boss this week, this last week? No. I actually did a whole podcast on body bag. Really? I got a, a, some emails asking about, because I... I talked about it just briefly talked about it yeah and people are asking me you know what is body bag what is body bag so i ended up i sat down and i talked like an hour and 30 minutes mm. but then i did cut it you know cuts and editing and got it down to like an hour or 50 minutes or something like that might have i don't know i'm in a very reminiscing mood right mood. now yeah it's uh at least you're not in one of your your bitchy moods That's all. reminiscing mood is always better because you always have that little smile on your face like a little kid you do when you reminisce. It's it's. I don't know. I I can't explain it. It's um. 
I'm just in that mood. Yeah. So I'm in that. You know, because with Jaden, you know, Jaden's getting close to the age of where I started, you know, being creative and mm. he's already showing to be creative and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm doing some writing and, and doing podcasts. And the Christian anthology is coming out here soon. That book is huge. How many pages? It's the biggest book we've ever made. 344 page. Wow. And um, we're we're doing our best to to keep the price down. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, if this book would have been made back in 2008, we would have sold this book for 25 bucks. Yeah. But we're we're trying to market it to under $20. That's good. Get um, more buyers that way. That we're doing stuff a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Myth Mart will carry it. But other than Myth Mart, it's going to be Amazon will carry it. And that's all. Okay. We're, we're starting the author's initiative. And the author's initiative is if you, if you want to buy the book from me at cost, I'll sell it to you and then you can go sell it for covered price. Yeah. And you keep the profit. And that's because that's the best way. Because, again, I don't want to deal with the distribution companies and the financers and all that. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So I think this is the best way to make everybody happy. It's like the the, skull, the sky is falling down on us. I know. <laughs> and it just never ends. I, I don't think there's any way I'm going to be able to cut any of this background noise out. So, it just, I don't know. Right, we'll just put a warning up. <laughs> we tried so hard, and it just didn't prevail. And this is our milestone. Well, no, it's not. 25 is our milestone. Actually, 26 is our milestone. Because 26 is half of 52, which is our, you know, one-year mark. Yeah. So 26 will be the six-month mark. So, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'm trying to think of, did I watch anything good? Um, I tried to convince Lacey into going to seeing the uh, the new Evil Dead movie. Uh-huh. Uh, she said yes, but of course when it came time, she, she said no. Uh, I really want to see that movie. I want to watch it, but I, I know if I go without Aaron, he'll kill me. Oh, he so wants I to see it too? Yeah, so I have to wait until he... I was going to see it today, but I'll have to wait until he comes home. Because then he'll kill me and be all depressed because I didn't take him. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to wait for my Oscars cut. I, I, I really don't want to wait until then. I, I kind of want to see it in theaters. Yeah. I think it's one of those movies that'll be good in theaters. I want to see Jurassic Park 3D. I, I think it would be cool. I like Jurassic Park. I mean, I've seen it only like f- probably 500 million times, but in 3D, I think it would be cool. All those dinosaurs and stuff, I think it would be cool. Did I tell you about who they casted uh, in the new Star Wars movie? Um, no, but I read it. They got uh, an... Oh, you did tell me. Uh, Mr. Sulu, George Tanaki, yeah. is actually going to be a Jedi Master. i seen something else, too. I'm trying to think of who it is. Someone else is going to be in there. I can't remember. Another now. Star Trek person? No, but an actor. And I can't remember, so just <laughs> never mind. Um, speaking of Star Wars, though, I thought it was cool because I followed this little girl on, um, on Facebook. Uh-huh. 
Her name is Autumn Kinley, and she has some kind of rare mitochondrial disease. And I guess she they had a competition thing, like nominated a girl to be a princess for a day, and she won it. And I, I feel bad for the poor thing. She's I, she's pretty sick. But they, I guess Disney sent um. They sent three princesses for her. They sent a Star Wars character for her brother, and oh, and Jack Sparrow for her other brother. Oh, and that right. dude that that's Jack Sparrow they sent looks just like Johnny Depp. I was like, look at the picture. I'm zooming in. I'm like, that looks just like him. I'm going through all the pictures. I'm like, that looks. I know it's not, but it looks just like him. I thought that was pretty cool. They actually did that for that little girl, and it was cool. They sent like the, a Jedi for her little brother and Jack Sparrow for her other brother. That was funny. That's cool. <laughs> um, I don't even have anything for weird news this week. I I don't know. I I, I looked online. Um, and I just couldn't find anything that really. This isn't really weird news, but I found a show on Netflix called Oddities. Uh huh. And it's about these people who own an antique and oddity shop called it's called Obscura. This dude that works there, I guess he's like a bone specialist, and he rearticulates skeletons. So this guy brings in his two cats, because I guess he had these two cats for a long time. It was Jaja and Ava. He named the cat. <laughs> and when they died, he planted them under the rose bush. Well, they moved their house, so he dug their skeleton up. He wanted to have them, like, articulated. At least put it back together or whatever. Right. Brings in his guy, and he's like, well, I want to. Ha- I love these cats. I want to have them put back together and anything like that. And $4,000 or more. Per cat? To, for both. But still! All the guys got to do is put the bones together. Stream up. I'm in the wrong profession. Yeah. I need to get knee deep in some bones or something because that's just crazy. Yeah, four thousand dollars. Guys charging him to put his cats back together. What what part's more crazy? The fact that they're charging that much money, or the fact that the guy wants to put his decom- decomposed pets back together? I think it's kind of cool, but I've always wanted an animal like a cat skull. I got plenty of dead cats out in the yard, but I don't want to dig them up. <laughs> no. But no. I think animal skulls are cool. This guy's house is covered. He has every animal skeleton. He's got human skeletons. He's got monkey skeletons. He's got all kinds of animal skeletons. They're all over. It looks kind of trashy, in my opinion. Uh-huh. If you had a room for that stuff, it would be okay. But this is the whole house. He's got, like, stuffed dead animals and stuff everywhere. Like, they're into some weird stuff. They got that shop has everything. They got pigs in a jar. And it's called Oddities. It's called Oddities on on. I don't know what channel it ever came on, but it's on Netflix. It's a, a series. It's got two seasons. Really? You should watch it. It's kind of cool. Uh I've been trying to watch a lot of manga uh-huh. just to get some inspiration because that's where I want to go um, with the story. One of the stories I'm telling right now. I didn't realize this. I'm writing. Quite a few different stories. Yeah. And uh, one of them is a, a manga-type story. So I've been trying to watch a lot of manga. If you notice that on Netflix, a lot of manga popping up. I, I was checking. I wonder what he was watching. I looked, <laughs> I looked there like, I know I didn't watch it, so it had to be him. Um, and, of course, I, I just I love documentaries. And the stranger, the better for me. Um Oh, that was one we watched. This guy, he was only in his 50s, but he um, he got cerebral palsy. And um, he was a paraplegic. Eventually, everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. And so he decided to go to Switzerland and do the assisted suicide. 
Oh, really? They were wheelchairing him out of the room to go to Switzerland. He's like, I'm scared. I'm mm-hmm. scared. I'm scared. And that just broke my heart. And they make this concoction. Mm-hmm. And pretty much what I think it is, is um, it's a sedative. Yeah. But it's such a large amount. You stop breathing. Yeah. And I, I love how non-medical people try to explain stuff. Yeah. You drink this and, and it'll make you die. No, the the act of not breathing will make, make you, die. you die. Not the sedative itself. It just, I don't know. I've heard yeah. the music. But anyway, the wife is there sitting next to him. He, he drank it. Because that was one of his things. Is he, was, he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to swallow. You know, as the disease progressed, he wouldn't be. Because they couldn't pour it down his mouth. He had to willingly drink, <laughs> drink it, it through a straw. Yeah. And that's what he was afraid of, is that his cerebral palsy would, would cause him where he just couldn't swallow no more, and you'd have to put a, you know, a peg tube in him, and then so he'd be fed. Yeah. Anyway, he, he drank, you could see, it, it took every bit of courage that a human being could muster. You could just see it in his eyes. The fear and the courage, and, and he's finally lunged for it and got the straw with his lips and drink it. Yeah. So he's laying there, and he actually requested a special type of uh, classical music, and they're playing it in the background. And he's just laying on the bed, and the wife's holding his hand, and um, he dies. And they they showed him dead, just laying there. Yeah. Which kind of freaks me out because you know back. When we were younger, they never showed dead bodies. Uh-huh. Now, not so much now. Now they don't have a problem with showing dead bodies. But yeah. back then, that was taboo. Yeah. But he, he, he was just—he was dead. And the guy's locked over, and he's like, well, I need to make sure he's dead. And, and you know, I've been in the medical field for a long time. I can look at a person and tell if they're dead. Yeah. Just by the color of their skin. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's dead. But it was a very heart-wrenching documentary because... To to live in this body because he was very intelligent. He was very active, and then he, he got this disease, yeah. and he became paraplegic. And he didn't want to be a burden on his wife anymore because his wife was the one that had to change him the dressings and this and that. Yeah, and, and um, that's why he decided to kill himself. And it was just a very very good documentary. Um, I'll have to go look it up and tell you if you're interested in seeing. It. Yeah. Good. So, that's it for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And remember, if you're trying to listen to this podcast and keep getting diverted by all the background noise, you might be seeing red. Good night, folks. See, I think for the most part, I was able to get most of that background noise out. I know that there was some little bits and pieces that just didn't make it through. And only if you could imagine. If it came through through the podcast, imagine how loud it was in real life. It was just insanely loud. Um, But, you know, for the most part, like I said, I I was able to get a lot of it out. I've gotten pretty good at digital mixing. Um, In fact, speaking of digital mixing, I should also say that when episode 17 comes out, we're going to have a whole new recording system. Everything will be new. New computer, new mics, new mixing table, new everything. So that's just going to enhance the sound of what we're recording now. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do in the way of making the old podcast sound better. I've done my best in, in you know in the editing stages. And over the you know past year and a half, almost yeah, about two and a half well not two and a half, one and a half years, you know, I've gotten better at it. Um but hey, you know, I think they're still listenable. Okay, let's go ahead and pick the second show of the week.
Um, I don't know if you can hear folks, but I'm joined with my daughter Zoe. She's off mic. Uh, she just woke up. This is we're kind of late tonight, so uh, she just kind of woke up. Surprise, woke up. Okay, the movie Madhouse number twenty-two is what I picked for the second podcast, and this was released November twenty-six, twenty thirteen. And the synopsis of this one says, Mike, Rob, and Jason are back again with news and reviews from the movie world. Plus, Mike got his voice back, too. Now, I remember, because this was around the time of uh, Seeing Red's episode 52, and actually, I think it followed Seeing Red 52, and uh, he had lost his voice, and you could he had trouble talking on 52, and this is the the following day, and it seems like his, his voice is back a little bit better. Okay, so let's go ahead and enjoy Movie Madhouse. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Number 22. And on that note, welcome to another episode of the Movie Madhouse. The old Canadian version. That's right. That's what it's all about, eh? Yeah, how's it going, eh? Hey, it's going good, eh? How you doing, eh? Did you bring the chimneys? Yeah, it's all hidden. Oddly enough, it is snowing out. It is. Yes, it is. Snowing like a mofo. I peeked out of my igloo this morning and uh, nothing. And now there's snow everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I had a long day of seal hunting and, yeah, and, and, uh, and polar bear wrestling. Yes. Yeah. This is all for you, David <laughs> Now he knows what our show is about. Yeah. <laughs> so, for our new <laughs> listeners out there, I'm Jason. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. <laughs> so, guys. Let's uh, now <laughs> get to movie talk. How about that? Yes. All right. Let's try that wrong for size. Okay. Well, we start out with our uh, box office. Yes. And, and what was number one? Number one by holy frack. It was, okay. it was a surprise. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I did have a prediction last week. Yes, you did. Yes. And was I right? No. Uh, what was the exact amount you said? I said $100 million. Right. And, well, let's put it this way. There were two new releases last week. <laughs> Catching Fire and Delivery Man. And? Delivery Man made $7.9 million. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy crap. Hunger Games brought in $158 million. Yeah. Well, I guess I was kind of right. You were more in the ballpark than anybody. <laughs> Considering number two, Thor brought in 14 Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now... Looking we, at we that, knew it was going to take number one, but damn. it is number six in opening weekends for this year. Holy wow. smoke! Number Actually, not even just this year. Holy smokes! This is this is all time. Yeah, this is all time opens. Avengers Jeez. was two hundred and seven on opening weekend. <laughs> it just it came up just shy for of Dark Knight. Oh, less than less than a half mil. Yeah, no, well, not even four hundred. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Avengers two hundred and seven. Iron Man three was one hundred and seventy four. Harry Potter Part 2, like the last one, was 169. The Dark Knight Rises was 160. The Dark Knight was 158, 411. And The Hunger Games was 158, 074. Wow. That's a monster. Well, I, I told you. Uh, no, but I, I told you it was going to be a monster. Which surpassed The Hunger Games by $6 million. Yep. 152. 
It beat itself. It did. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some Twilight crap in there. Nah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Oh, Star Wars. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go all the way into the 20s to no, find no, it. No, no, no. That was, oh, crap. It was the 20s. <laughs> Transformers beat it. What? Ooh, ouch. That's inky. Where's Transformers? Transformers 2. Oh, just yep. the second one. By 500,000. Doesn't that's matter. Right. You only got to win by it's one. still a win. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Topic change. <laughs> so we know so, what one and two are. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone to see it yet. That's uh, it. Hopefully within the next week or so, well, we, uh, my crew will be going to see it. Well, yeah. when you see Thor, remember there's two. Shut up. <laughs> I saw Thor. And oh, I saw right. both scenes. <laughs> There is not two scenes in Thor. Yes, there is. <laughs> I had this argument last night with someone, too. Um, I said, uh, one of my people that I'm working with says, I'm going to go see Thor. I said, make sure you stick around for two two kids, scenes. And she go, the other girl goes, no, there's only one. I said, no, you got to wait till the very end. She goes, I waited till the lights came up. I said, seriously? Because, you know, they're sitting at the table and the right rainbow lightning. And, and, and she goes, oh, I saw that. Oh. Well, then obviously you did see both. <laughs> Dodo. My uh, sister-in-law did go see Catching Fire, though. Yeah. Now, she's never read the books, but she really, really liked the first one. She was upset with the ending. Really? Well, Spoilers? Oh No, just that it leaves it on a cliffhanger. Oh, wow. Which is just like in the book. Okay. okay. Just making sure. No, and no, two, my, my two youngest went to go see it. Yeah. And they came back, oh, it was the greatest movie ever. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, if you've read the book, you, then you should know that it ends It ends leaving it wide open for the next story. So, and naturally, the movie's going to do the same thing. Yep. And we've already announced number three is going to be two movies. Yep. Oh, yeah. He said that from day one after yes. the first one. Okay, I got a question. I don't know if they have the uh, the numbers up for this, but they've already start, already started sell tickets for the Hobbit: Desolation of Smog. Yes. Do we have those numbers? Because I think they are somewhere in the line. I, I think they. Started I've been to looking sell. for them and I have not been able to track them down. Oh, okay. But they're usually added to the opening weekend. Numbers. Oh, gee, that's going to be a monster, too. Yeah. Just because, well, I think they got such a big pre-sale going, oh, by the way, I got my voice back. I'm noticing that. Yeah. Yeah. People can hear you. You sound much, much better now. Absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Number three. Lovely singing voice that I have. No, you didn't have it to begin with. Shut up. The Best Man Holiday brought in 2 point, or sorry, 12.4 million. That bad boy's sticking around. Yes. That's his second week. Delivery Man, like we said, 7.9 million. And finally, number five, Freebirds, 5.3 million. That is not a surprise. I'm sure that number is going to go up for Freebirds, considering what weekend it is. Exactly. So People are going to go see their Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not... There's too many Thanksgiving movies out there, so this seems kind of appropriate. <laughs> that is true. It, it does dub itself the world's greatest turkey movie. Well, you can't, <laughs> you can't argue with that but fact. How many turkey movies are there? Well, does it, it doesn't matter. matter. It's the world's greatest. Yeah, he said, yeah. you, can, you can Google okay. turkey movies till the cows come home. I bet you it comes up free birds only. Exactly. And then, Which makes it number one. Absolutely. And they can that claim... Is a legitimate claim. Yep. So it's like we're the best podcast on the planet with the three of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We're number one. We're number one in Rob's living room. Hey, I Yay. noticed on that list there. Look at uh, number. Was it number ten? Dallas Buyers Club. You mentioned that one. And yep. Yes, we did. It's kind of creeping up. It's yeah. gone up about fifty percent. Yep. I did finally see a trailer for that. It looks 
Interesting. Yes. He, uh, it's kind of an intriguing concept. It is. So. And he looks so haggard in that movie. Oh, yeah. Half the time I didn't know it was him. <laughs> but I do want to see that. And there's 12 Years a Slave. It's come up. Yeah. Uh, the see. trailer that I saw this week that's got me interested is that Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf yes. Of Wall Street? The Wolf of Wall Street with... Um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It's, so, uh, of course... Jonah Hill and... Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Really? Yep. Well, that's a surprise. I think I think it's another based on true story type thing. Gravity's still in the top ten, huh? Yep. Wow. Still hanging up there. Oh, okay. You notice these three down here in the yeah, 20, yeah. 24, and 27? Yeah. Those actually officially launch Wednesday. Good. But luck. these are the advanced screenings. Oh, Frozen. That was that one animated That's that one. new Disney one. Yep. 243,000. Mind <laughs> you, it's on what? One screen. One that's screen. That's the number right there. <laughs> Ouch. That's the, that's, it means it's premiere. 54. That one brought in 138. And then Philomena, which is another, supposed to be a very good one. It's about a reporter following a lady around who is documenting, or no, trying to find someone, uh, a lost child, I believe. Okay. But uh, Madam Judy Dench is in it. Oh. Yes. Okay, there's some there's some star power right there. Mm-hmm. Still in the top 29. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. <laughs> and Des- Despicable Me at 19. Despicable is it? Oh, it is, too. 19. 295 theaters. That's crazy. It's still in 300 screens. Three screens for the great beauty. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Elysium's still showing on 114 theaters. Holy smokes. There you go. All right. So, the man who is okay. Now that so that's that that's the top four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Holy cow! Yeah, these are some more that are coming out on Wednesday. Okay. Another Romeo and Juliet. Ugh. Oh, they got lots of those. <laughs> Russian Ark re-release. Hmm. Never even heard the first release. One screen made eight hundred and seventy-two dollars. Oh, that's, okay. that's a lot of people, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, that is well, at least eighty-two people. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's not that big. Of a <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to movies coming out. Movies coming out. And like I said, most of these come out Wednesday this week. Frozen. Oh, to uh, yes, yeah, because of to the hit for the the holiday Thursday weekend. Thursday holiday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Homefront, Jason Statham, James Franco, Winona Ryder. I want to see Homefront. I, I do, do too. I, I'm just, a Statham fan, so. Well, yeah, I said, I said, Jason Statham, okay, put him on the screen and let him kick some ass for 90 minutes and I'll be happy. And um, James Franco looks pretty rough in this one. Yes, yeah, he does. He's, yeah, he's playing the villain, so yeah. Yeah. that'll be different. Yep. Well, I think, was it uh, Winona Ryder plays uh, Franco's wife in that one? Hmm. Uh, I do believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, it looked like she was the love interest for him. Yeah, real quick, we'll. Pop uh, the, uh, up. I can't remember who it was, but there was some I don't know, director or whatever that was thinking of. I think they were looking up doing another Daredevil at some point. This was a couple years ago, yeah. and they they said Statham should do it because they said if you look in the Ooh. dictionary under the word badass, you'll see Jason Statham's picture. But see, Statham <laughs> does not look like a Matt Murdock. No, he doesn't look lawyerish enough. No. I don't know. I think he could pull it off. Judge, I think we should put this person in jail. No, I disagree. What? I didn't hear you right. But this see, but you're thinking of just Statham the action star. Is there another Statham? Yeah, exactly. yeah, there is. Haven't you seen uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Action movie. Or, uh, no, it wasn't. Not for him. He wasn't an action guy in that. That or Snatch. He was not the Snatch action guy. Snatch is another guy. huge action movie. Yeah. He was not an action Dude, guy. Dude, it's an action movie. No, why def- okay. okay, his no. his role <laughs> might not have been the transporter, but he, he was still in an action movie. But he wasn't playing a 
badass action guy. He was acting. I see. He acts in all the movies that he's in. That's the definition of an actor. Yeah, that's true. But if you get pegged or typecast as an action star badass, yeah, which he is, to see him in those movies, not in that role, that's more acting chops than just. Okay, just, oh, saying nice Jason Statham has acting chops, <laughs> that's a only, real big stretch right only there. Only chops in his actings oh. are the ones he's hitting. Yeah, <laughs> the karate chops. Yes. <laughs> well, we also have... Oh, we lost. <laughs> I disagree. I there. disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I think the guy's he's got, he's got Dude, the whole can, package. Can now. control your microphone. You better we, start we, agreeing. Yeah, we, oh, oh. <laughs> we put you in timeout before. We'll do it again. <laughs> Old boy, I want to see that. Josh I, Brolin, I just watched the original. Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? It was weird. Oh, that and was I, weird. But I'm really anxious to see because there are certain key major plot points that you would you'd never see. In an American film? No. So will they actually carry that over? Yeah. This is, That's some touchy, touchy subject matter. Being being a, a strongly Korean, like the, the original being so strongly based around the Korean uh, ideals, mm-hmm. will it translate? To a North American uh, movie, that's going to be the, tough. It's going to be a, it'll be a different movie. Like the feel of it, I think. Yeah, it'll lose something if they don't put it carry in. over those yeah. those key plot points. Yeah. Samuel Jackson and Michael Imperioli. I have got to see this. Oh, yeah. And Charlton Copley. I'm in. Yeah, well, eh. it's got <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Okay, and Michael Imperioli. Okay. And Charlton Copley. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> wow! Is this, this pick on Jay? Pick on Jay, man! Alrighty. <laughs> we also have Black Nativity coming out. Uh, what? What? Black Nativity. Angela Bassett, Jennifer Hudson, Forrest Whitaker. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, um, apparently okay. with black people. Tis the season. Well, you yes. know what? They're just trying to get a couple week jump on the Medea Christmas movie that's coming. Uh, Probably, yeah. And then here we go, Philomena. A woman searches for her adult son who was taken away from her decades ago when she was forced to live in a convent. Oh. Judy huh. Dench, Steve Coogan, Mary Winningham. Is it a, huh. is it a drama or a comedy? Or? Uh, we it's, assume it's a drama. It's got some comedy elements. Uh, well, with Steve Coogan, I can't see Steve Coogan being a total straight film. Like, So you're typecasting. Kind of, yeah. Oh. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Bum, bum, I'm, not, bum. I'm not saying I... Don't see it. I just you, I've he, never seen him in see, a serious. We role. don't have to do anything. He'll just poke holes yeah, in his own yeah, arguments. Exactly. <laughs> and then these are the ones coming out on Friday. Mandela: The Long Walk to Freedom. It's got Idris Elba. Oh, oh that might that that might be something to see. Yes, and Punk Singer. The other one, Betty Page reveals all. It's like a little mini documentary and documentary. That's what I said. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but I said a Canadian, eh? Oh, okay. <laughs> David, you brought this on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the punk singer, who's in that one? Um, the people with the band Bikini Kill. Oh. <laughs> uh, crap, what's her name? Kathleen Hanna. Oh, okay. Yes. IFC. Oh, all right. Yeah, I guess. Never heard of it. It's not going to show up anywhere on here. No. Just, it's just kind of an interesting concept. This one will never hit Canada. Nope. 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 Okay, on to DVD releases. <laughs> and the only thing making a high score this week 
Breaking Bad, 9.5. Final season coming out. Did you see the, uh, I think Future Shop had the uh, Breaking Bad special edition oh, thing. Oh, in the oil series? drum. Oh, the yes. oil drum. I just, I, I opened up the flyer. Oh, do one. Oh, two. Uh, yes. Oh, you pass. Yes. I hummed and hawed and then said no. Well, they said I was out shopping the other day and I ended up, I had the, uh, the Dark Knight. Box special oh, edition in my, that too. in my hands, <laughs> and I and I looked at my my lovely wife Mags, and she, and I had already thrown Man of Steel into the uh, the shopping <laughs> cart, and I I saw this and I picked it up, and I flipped it over to the back and I went, look at all the stuff that you get, and she looked at me like, put it down before I break your freaking hands. <laughs> I did the same thing with my wife, like. A month and a half, two months ago, when we were at Costco, and they had the briefcase set for the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1. Really? I had it in my hand, and I had to put it back. Oh. I remember. I remember. I don't have the whole set of them. I'm missing one or two. Yeah. Really? That yeah. would be that would like be I've the seen set them, to get. But I don't. I think I don't have Cap and... Hulk, maybe? I can't remember. I'm missing one other one. I think the only one I'm missing is Iron Man 3. I have seen I them I just all. picked that one up the other day, too. Yeah, I have yeah. to get that. No, I, because I remember when they first uh, were going to bring out that um, that box set of the all the Marvel movies, it was going to be in the in the briefcase, and it was going to have... From the movie. Yeah. It was going to have the Tesseract in it as well, and then I went... It does light up. Holy the one I saw, it crap. did light up. Yeah. But there was a snafu with the actual briefcase. They had to change the yeah. case. Because well, yeah, the, copyright. The, yeah, they copied the briefcase exactly, and somebody went, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Samsonite. Uh, I think yeah. they responsible. Yeah, so the bastards. DVDs. Well, coming out is Getaway. Do you remember this one? one? Yeah, that's Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. Yes, John Voigt. Okay, you skipped over two that I... Oh, no, 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 no. I go backwards. Oh, okay. Now, my daughter did see that one. She said it was okay. It wasn't (laughs) horrible. She said it was okay, not horrible. Really? That's my daughter. She's only 20. She's still (laughs) in that kind of teeny bopper mentality. Although she does like Kevin stuff. (laughs) That's what I call it. Although she does like Kevin. (laughs) She does like Kevin movies, so, you know, she's got some cred. She's got that going for her. (laughs) Uh, we also have Jobs coming out. Which I've heard nothing good about. Ashton I watched iSteve and I found that much yes. more entertaining. iSteve oh, wow. was like a trip. Oh, a yeah. Of, <laughs> a lot of good people in this, though. Ashton yeah. Kutcher, DeMont Mulrooney, James Woods, Lucas Haas. I can't help but think of him. Like Witness. That little <laughs> kid from Witness. He's still that little kid from Witness. But uh, Four stars? 5.7 on the IMDb. Ew. That's an average. That's a little, little below average. Yeah. What was the average again, you six. said? Six. That's right. That's so Jason's old. average is six. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all Actually, about my opinion, right? Um, the one, what is that, Lovelace? Uh, where'd that go? When's that oh, come out? Oh. That came out already November 5th. Damn, I'm late. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Don't you notice because the White House Down and Grown Ups 2 are also listed there? Yeah, um, that's right. All right. I'm a Somehow, I don't think we that. talked about those. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't remember talking, talking about. about those. Obviously, you don't listen to your own podcast. Nope. <laughs> I am not that egotistical. Once it's yes, done, I that's am. it. <laughs> and finally, Red Two. Uh, Six point seven. On I'm anxious to see it. I loved the first one. I'm really anxious to see that one. Yeah, me too. Titus Welliver's in it. No way. Who's that? 
who's that? Who's that? I don't okay. know. I don't remember. Anything. You watch Sons of Anarchy and you don't know who that is? Uh-oh. Okay. Who is it? Oh, crap. I can't remember his name from the first couple seasons. Up that up. First couple seasons? Blow that up. Come on. He, oh, okay. I see. I recognize the face now. Yeah. He is from the, the IRA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Galen. No, no, no. Not, not Galen. Yeah. That's, oh, that's, him. One of the kings. He was originally, yeah. Where is it here? Uh, right. no, okay. Good wife. Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Jimmy O'Fallon. Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was Jimmy. Oh, speaking of which, did you did you watch some? Oh, yeah. Holy oh, crap. Oh, man. Yes. Wow. It was satisfying, but also just a little bit heart-wrenching. Well, I think, um, was it Kirk, Kurt Sutter on his Twitter goes, get ready for the mindfuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there watching this. Dumbfounded. I'm just going, this is just, whoa. How much can we talk about? Because there's a couple quotes from Sutter I'd love to throw out there, but they kind of lead into what actually happened. It's a week after. If you haven't seen it, you ain't going to see it. True. Kurt Sutter did a comparison, and and, uh, Ron Perlman actually quoted it, that uh, Sutter has always said that the the sub-basis for Sons is Macbeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And see that. there is no way the new king can show what he can do with the old king in the shadows. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So this was inevitable. Yep. Yeah. When, when that that meeting in the uh, the airplane the airport office went down, I was like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> and then it, you had another meeting. I wasn't privy to. <laughs> yep. yep. And it was unanimous. Oh, uh, as soon as soon as he said it was unanimous, I went. Oh, <laughs> I do like the fact he didn't go down like a wimp, though. He stuck with the club. Yeah. Well, you know, I think and it was kind of uh, when you look back at it, I think he really this season, he was remorseful and it was legitimately remorseful. He wasn't just out to save his ass. He was doing what he could just to try and score some good points. again. And see, sadly, at this point, though, it's all our belief. I want to believe that, too. What it. Is it really clay? Yeah, you can never know. No, I no. said, and I, I, I think <laughs> clay, like clay, will, clay would do what clay needs to do to get clay back on top. And Jax knew that. That's mm-hmm. why Mr. Mayhem showed up yet again. Yeah. Well, and, even Kurt Sutter too said this is going to be one of the episodes that people are going to love to hate. Yeah, I don't because, hate it. Well, no, because everybody wanted clay dead. But nobody wants him to die because then some of that conflict is gone and some of the shit disturbing is gone. My, my yeah. only, the only thing I disliked about it was I really, really wanted Bobby to be the one to take him down. No, Juice. I wanted it to be Bobby. Oh, Juice. Juice. Juice with a, one at him with a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> is this good enough? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, actually, when, I, when they did that scene, when they when – they, Showed Clay looking through the window out at uh, Gemma and Tara and Nero. I think that scene probably would have had more power if it went would have went down from their perspective looking into the office. Like all of a sudden, you see a spray of blood and Clay goes down. But see, that was just it too. And I disagreed with it at first. That Jack shot him in the neck. You know that. But it makes I think sense did, because of the shootout. Yeah, but I still think he, he did do that because it would probably hurt like a motherfucker. 
and he wanted Clay to suffer. Exactly. So that I think that's one of the reasons why he did what he did. How many episodes are there left now? Just one. Oh, and just by one. the way, Galen's dead. Is he ever? Yeah, we should just throw that out there. You know, <laughs> we've been focusing on Clay. <laughs> Galen's dead. Galen, yeah. He's dead. I know, you watch Walking Dead, though, right? I do. You see that commercial they like to pop up with the, for a game or something, and it's it's the guy who plays Galen talking to those people. You need to get yours. You can all survive. We can do this together. We're the ones. We're, we don't have the nice car like you do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, when that episode started, I started watching it, and I'm thinking, you know what would be nice? I'm going to get a nice picture for my background on my computer. So, Sons of Anarchy, click, right? Boom, Clay dies. Blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking, holy crap, I just started the episode, right? It's like, <laughs> no. So I'm sitting there watching, and then they started the meeting, and then Jay goes, or Jax shoots Galen. I didn't see that coming at all. No, nobody did. I mean, no. When he did, I went, whoa, okay. This, well, even the like shit, the sheriff, too. He shit says, got serious. He said, uh, Jax delivered. Yeah. Here's Galen, and here's the guns. Yeah, <laughs> he <absolutely>. delivered. <laughs> but yes, uh, what were we talking about originally? Um, DVD release Red Two, actually. Okay, Red Two, and, uh, yeah, because Titus Welliver—that's that's oh, it's flipping back, yeah, and yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. but you said that. And finally, there's one other movie coming out that you're you're brushing over, and it's huge. Okay, what is it? You get to the list. Oh, the one, the one. Wait a minute, it's not there now. That's not the list. You're Red on. Two. Come on, now. get to the list. Give it a second. Right there, there the one on the far right. The canyons? Yeah. It's got a 4.1. That is it's, so below. That, that is totally oh. misleading. That's the epic, epic comeback I know of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I would have been That's all over the, that it's, it's like a softcore porn. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm being yeah. I'm exaggerating. Said, okay. I would have been yes. all over that movie like a fat kid on a Smarty. Again with the fat kids. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. Oh, crap, I was. Yeah, you jackass. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next. <laughs> nice save. Yes. Oh, we have some bad news. Some bad news? Bad news. Very bad news. Yeah. Yes. Oh. I didn't see it. And I Neither did I. My wife put up a link. Just in case you're wondering what they're freaking out about, uh, Brian from Family Guy. Brian dead. Griffin. He is dead. Farewell, Brian. Got hit by a car, but didn't survive. Is that how they did the, that? Yep. Yep. He succumbed to the injuries. Brian, when he was Stewie, struck by a Stewie car, tried to ran save over him. as he prepared to play in the street with Stewie. Ultimately, his injuries were too severe, and he could not be saved. Oh, yeah. Stewie tried to save him by going back in time, but he had taken his time machine apart and couldn't get it put back together in oh, time. Of course not. In time. <laughs> oh, is that the read more is where it says, we also jumped the shark in this episode? Yeah, Quite possibly. <laughs> well, wait a minute. How many times have they jumped the shark? They've already been canceled, what, three, four times? Well. Uh, where is it here? Common ploy to try and resuscitate a dying show. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing <laughs> saying it's Family Guy that he'll be back. Well, I don't know. It's, it's a cartoon. They already replaced him with That's another true one. Too. Yeah, it is a cartoon, so anything can happen. But I, right. I, I, that is a jump sharking moment if there ever was one. Now they're going to have the shark heaven jumping. episode. Shark jumping. Yep, that's a term now. <laughs> <laughs> shark jumping episode do you like the best? Well, you said like, the jump sharking one was the worst <laughs> part of that. <laughs> but no, they'll have the heaven episode, and then God will kick him out, and he'll come back. There you go. No, I said I, I figured, <laughs> like I figured they're, they're starting to, um, they're running out of storylines, so they're going to start killing off uh, characters. Family Guy has storylines? 
You know what? Now, they said they already got rid of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Now, next is going to be Quagmire in a fiery cream, uh, plane crash. <laughs> well, see, Brian's not dead. What do you mean? Once they have the funeral, his body is going to recharge with solar rays. And he'll come uh, back to life. Uh, I think that's a different episode. Really? You're thinking yeah. of a different character. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You know what? You uh, think he's crypto? You know, you, the... the, crypto. the, the he's <laughs> a white dog. It's crypto. It's not crypto. <laughs> Dude, you tell me another white dog. <laughs> not crypto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought oh, you're, boy, you're, oh, you were boy, talking oh, about the genocidal Kryptonian that's now holed up on Earth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched that again. Today. Yes. I still day. haven't seen it. What? No. What? I have not seen it. Well, if you would have let me know, I would have brought the Blu-ray over and you can... Watch millions of uh, metropolins die. <laughs> cool. I can handle that. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to throw this out here now just because I just noticed. Coming up very soon, Anchorman 2. Yes. Well, uh, okay. Yes. And another thing coming up very soon. I don't know. When does Anchorman come out? Is it December or is it next year? No, it's December. It's December. Yep. The 20th of December. Yep. It's a Christmas movie. No, no. This is a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, yes. That is a Christmas that is, movie. That's have, in my top three of favorite Christmas flicks. We now have a Blu-ray copy of Elf to give away. Oh, we're going to oh. try this again, oh, yes. <laughs> Christina with a C, get ready. That's right. <laughs> and, so you can win another D- Blu-ray that won't come to you until July. get it July. in time for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Well, that's an ambitious... Uh... He is wearing green. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. So during the course of this, we'd have to come up with a question. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I meant to drop that on you before we started recording, but I forgot. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Why, so, why, why bother having professionalism now? No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it's never worked before. Okay. Uh, what? Jim now, Carrey, okay, Harrison I'm, Ford, I'm and Liam Neeson? <laughs> this is an Anchorman too. Okay. I'm really... <laughs> I'm wondering if they can capture the magic again. Uh, I, the trailers, I want to say yes, but is yeah, but it just going to be the tra- same hits over and over again? That's my trailers. Worry. Trailers are trailers. I know. Have you seen the Dodge Durango commercials? Yes. Oh my! I thought it was God. a soft D. <laughs> These are priceless. I'm here to talk to you about the Durango's glove box. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any of that. Safely holds two pairs of gloves, two chicken sandwiches, or 70 packs of gum. <laughs> and he reaches in the window, starts throwing gum. And, Look, I'm not even lying. What I did see was uh, Ron Burgundy made an appearance on one of the late night talk shows and sang a tribute campaign song to Mayor Rob Ford from Toronto. Oh, <laughs> oh, Rob Ford. I was watching The Talking Dead. Well, when you came in, I was watching it. And the uh, special guest on it was David Morrissey, the governor. And uh, they had their caller come in. Uh, hi, uh, my name's Teresa or whatever from Toronto. And, of course, the one comedian on there goes, oh, really? How's your mayor? And uh, Chris Hardwick, right? So she asks her question and all that. And then Chris goes, you know what? When she first said, hi, I'm so-and-so from Toronto. This is for the governor. Would you be our mayor? <laughs> they're going, yeah, you'd be way up here compared. That's No, he wouldn't be way up there. His approval rating is through the roof right now. The governor? No. Rob Ford. Rob Ford's. Actually, Rob Ford. I saw a thing. It was on Facebook the other day. Rob Ford has a better approval rating than Barack Obama right now. Yep. Maybe Barack needs to do some crack coding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you know that was it three days after that scandal broke, they were selling these bobbleheads for, uh, what's it called? Uh, some kind of charity. 
Oh, okay. Rob Ford bobbleheads. He was at Town Hall, and he was selling them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm going to steal this joke from Chris, the guy on the radio station. He goes, but he ordered one, but his has a little crack in it. No. But a And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member to receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members to pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. You own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Uh, yeah, I don't know. With Will Ferrell, I always find it hit or miss. Yeah, kind of. You know, either it's really good or it's only God. But I also find that sometimes his movies 
the first time they're like, eh, but you, like, you watch it again and it grows and it yeah, grows. Yeah, he hasn't really like done a sequel to anything that he's really done. No, he? not really. No. So this is uncharted waters for these guys. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So. And they're all, they're all, you know, for lack of a better term, they're experts in the comedy field. So they know that they can't really hit the same jokes. They're so, going to have to do something spectacular. I know. I know. There is, although he might, this might technically be a sequel, but it's, I think it's an HBO special. He's doing another one night with Jor with W thing. It's come, it's comes out on HBO in December. Okay. It's like one more, it's him as W. That, it's, that's old news. I, like, yeah, I know it was, but it, works it was, for him, it right? was comedic gold back when uh, W was in office, but he's been out of office for what? Six so years now. That makes this movie a liar. 2009. Will Ferrell, you're welcome. America. You know what? That's a it. Final so night I, George W. See, Bush. and I thought it, that is it. So they're just re-airing it. I thought it was a new thing. Blaze of Glory. Yeah, there is no sequels on here. Okay. So no. that, uh, yeah, he's, you're he's, welcome, America. That's what's airing, and I thought that was a sequel. Yeah. I was wrong. Who did Family Guy voices? Uh, let me see. He was the Black Knight. Oh. And Fat Greek Guy and Miles Chatterbox Musket. Oh, okay. That's right. He was in Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. yeah. Wildlife Marshal Will and Holly. Yes. <laughs> yes that's right. <laughs> I still like Judd Hirsch in that one. Oh, Judd Reinhold. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go cornhole us a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you mean uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Judd, you said Judge Reinhold. And then I, no. You you said Judd Nelson. Then you said Judge Reinhold. But you were right the first time. God damn it. <laughs> Judge somebody. I need more whiskey. Yep. <laughs> it's almost empty. we got to fill you back up. Oh, yeah. Time out. So. <laughs> okay. So I guess so. we're on to our topic. Okay. Already? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Right. Well, what, or did, did you watch anything interesting? This I week? did. I watched Ooh. something Rob might be interested in. Uh-oh. 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 Yep. Jedi Junkies. I watched that. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> Jedi Junkies? What's that? It's on Netflix. Uh, basically, it, it was talking about Star Wars fans, or not so much fans, but fanatics. Collectors. Collectors. Okay. Um, kind of like collect- that brown coat thing for the fans of Firefly Serenity? Is this in the same vein? Um, Part not- of it is similar. Okay. I don't think a brown coat has ever made a life-size replica of uh, Serenity. Like, these guys made a life-size replica of the Millennium Falcon Holy to make a smoke. fan movie. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and the poor thing blew away. In the yeah. They, oh. they didn't build it stable enough, so the wind picked up, caught the one side, and tipped it over, and just shattered it. And that's in ne- on Netflix? Yep. Yeah. All right. Jedi uh, Junkies. Jedi Junkies. That's on my list for this yeah. week. And that All girl, right. the girl on the cover? False advertising. No kidding. She never once showed up in that movie. No, she did. Oh, she did? She was in a group picture. Yeah, well, they needed her Are more. You serious? They yep. pulled the bait and switch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. The geeks will fall all over this one and damn if they were if we didn't see it had me with jedi i was going to watch it anyway <laughs> but, but if you like that another really good one to watch is the people versus george lucas i saw yes. that. i didn't click on it yet. I, I learned a few interesting things from that that i never knew yeah but, so it, that and it i i still i'm on the fence about about what he's done with the films and all that like i i can't even pick a side anymore 
Well, I said I also watched uh, again. I said Man of Steel again on mm-hmm. the on Blu-ray, just to kind of refresh myself on that. And I also ended up watching uh, No Country for Old Men. That's a good. That's movie. great. So good. Just That's so good. Really good. Yeah. So it, it had been a while since I've seen that one last, and I was just kind of got home from work today. I went, well, I need to watch something. No Country for Old Men sounds like a good idea. I actually watched an older movie too. Oh, you do? Yes, Wreck It Ralph. That's not that it's not old. that old, but well, it's older. It's not fresh. Yeah, I love that movie. It was. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't. No, I've never seen it. That's got uh, I, what the heck's his name? Uh, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman is in it. The little girl and <laughs> Jack McBrayer, I think, is his name. He's a he's on um, Thirty Rock. Okay. Well, yeah. the only thing I know about that movie is. There's a character named Glitch. That's Sarah Silverman. Well, yeah, her name's not Glitch, but she's considered a glitch in the game. Oh, okay, because my daughter bought a cat, a rescue cat, and this thing is just not right. <laughs> and it's, glitch. it's named Glitch. And <laughs> every time I see this thing, it kind of freaks out. <laughs> I went, you were aptly named. <laughs> So the cat looks at you and freaks. Oh, no. The cat's it, fine, dude. <laughs> hey, turn your own mic off. I can't. If I do, I turn yours off. Ah, damn it. Uh, <laughs> this is the worst setup ever. <laughs> which, which one hey, is that? <laughs> so I, as I said earlier, I watched the original Korean Old Boy. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. That hallway yeah, scene. What would you think of that? That was that was pretty neat. <laughs> was that was pretty neat. It was almost like watching a live action uh, side scrolling, like uh, Double Dragon or oh. something. It's, there, it's just this side motion fight scene. It's all it's all one scene, and it's old boy in a in a claw hammer, and he starts at one end of the hallway, which happens to be filled with bad guys. I now remember this conversation. And now he has to get to the other end of the hallway to get out because this is what started our. A movie about a man and his hammer. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I remember and, now. Yeah, old boy works his way to the end of this hallway, and it's just like at one point with a knife in his back. Oh yeah, they said you just you're you're physically exhausted after watching and this yeah. scene. There's three movies now about a boy and his hammer. Three. There's Thor. Old boy. Oh, There's and, old boy and Wreck It Ralph. And Wreck It Ralph. Felix Fic- uh, Felix Junior. There. He's got a hammer right. and he fixes things. Yep. He okay. can hit anything with that with hammer. The, hey, absolutely. I've always said a hammer is the greatest <laughs> adjustment tool ever. Because there's an awesome scene. Jane Lynch plays one of these commando characters from a game called uh, Heroes Duty. Right? <laughs> Don't get going on duty. <laughs> you duty. But her Dude. and Felix are are trapped in this Nestle quicksand. Okay? <laughs> and they're trying to get the Laffy Taffy to come down to them so they can get out. It'll, it'll go towards whatever makes him laugh. So she's there. She's just pounding on his face. You know, I moves and he hits it with his hammer and he's fine again, right? Wham, wham. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I watched well, um, was uh, I finally watched Wasting Away, uh, also known as Ah uh, Zombies. Ah. Mm-hmm. It was From definitely the different. From perspective. Absolutely. Yes. It was different. It was original. Now we know what all those walkers feel like in The Walking Dead. Uh, pretty right? much, yeah. Dude, I just want to talk. Everybody else is infected. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. Everybody else is infected. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. Yep. Which, that was a different different perspective, and I love the original spin on that. Yes. Like said, it's tough to get a good zombie movie anymore because there's so much 
that has been done. And all the good stuff has been done. So if you try and copy it, well, you're just ripping them off. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and there was well, nothing like that in this movie. At no. All. Said, I in fact, they even, they even mentioned, like, they, well, no, you, you, you don't do that. Because look at, it, and it mentions Night of the Living Dead, and it mentions the Ramiro flicks. And, yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I said that was a fun little. It was. It was fun. It was. It was different. I. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But throwing zombies out there, we got one week left for the mid-season finale of Walking Dead. Yep. And are it, you caught up on that? No. The last, Don't worry about. It. I haven't been watching. The last two episodes were basically what's a governor been doing since he's been gone. Oh. And, and it, now we're at two. Now what, we're. What's up he to, been? What's he been doing? Do you remember the scene where it shows him outside the prison and he's standing there and that's how the that episode ended? Sure. You don't. Okay. No. <laughs> he hasn't watched this season. The last two episodes, it ends with him outside the prison again. Okay. So you're, we're yeah. all to date. You talked about that one. He's now getting ready to lead this new group that he's found to take over the prison. Does this new group know that the governor killed his last group? No. No, they do oh. not. And okay. he have very effectively eliminated the competition. The only, the, person, the only person who did know what he had done was the guy who was leading the Martinez. group before he, he found him. And yeah, he hit him over the head with a golf club and then threw him into a pit full of walkers. Yep. Hit him over the head with a golf club. How many movies? that? That's Well, the golf club didn't kill him. Yeah. No, it just, just, walkers it just made him go, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yep. So now they're getting ready for the mid-season finale. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah, he has it. a tank. He's got a tank. And that's straight that out, the, out of the, the comic. Did he have that tank that Rick crawled into? No. Because no. Rick's a dumb motherfucker for getting out of that tank. <laughs> in season one, he had a freaking tank. Yeah, that's what tank. everybody else says. Why didn't he drive the tank? Exactly. He probably didn't know how. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I know. would learn. Yeah. Just, you know what? <laughs> I would have figured it out. Yeah. Um, he's got nothing but time. Exactly. They're not getting in. What, he's yeah. got a three o'clock appointment he's got to get yeah, to? I know. I, know. Okay. I always thought okay. that was odd, too. He said, oh, you, there's a seat. There's a pedal. There's a pedal. This looks like a steering wheel thing. Um, I'll just start pushing shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bam. Okay. We know what that one that's does. That's a gun. <laughs> Yep. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but the, the governor attacking the prison with a tank is straight out of the comic. Oh, okay. So they, well, they, I, do, I, they do carry a lot of key elements from the comic. Apparently, in this show, they do make that bring those the biggest moments. They recreate them in the show. My son, when he saw the governor come back, and then when he saw the clip that, oh, he's got a tank now. Oh, my son just, just about wet himself. It's going to happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, there. we threw up on our page. Oh, our I was the one that was sick. I didn't throw up at all. Huh? <laughs> you threw up on the page. Oh, yeah. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so punny. You got to warn me when there's humor, okay? It's so punny. <laughs> okay, I'll get a red flag or something. Look, something funny is going to be attempted. And my phone's ringing. Oh, well. They'll call back later. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, Tim Burton. What is your favorite Tim Burton movies? Because he's got a huge collection of elect- eclectic uh, some hits. titles. Some misses. <laughs> eclectic, eclectic. A huge collection of what? You know, that's a big word. <laughs> <laughs> Strange titles. Oh, see, now I try comedy. I have to wave a flag. You try big words. You have to wave a <laughs> oh, flag. Right. Don't you? That seems... <laughs> Going to use a big word. <laughs> well, first guy up, William Andre. He posted, uh, not a big Tim Burton fan. Uh, I'll like Andre anyway. and uh, But he did like Planet of the Apes. And i, I got to confess, I forgot Tim Burton did that one. I've never seen The it. new one? Yeah, I've with never, Mark Wahlberg. No, not, not Rise of. Oh. The, 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 one, the remake with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I never saw it. Okay. But, um, I didn't mind it. I really did like it. But, you know. Isn't that the one that 
where he basically stole a, f- a final scene or something from Kevin. Probably. I believe Kevin, it was in uh, the first evening with Kevin Smith, he talked about it. And there was like some image that's, I think, the end of the flick is like stolen right from uh, one of either Kevin's comics or something. Was, okay. Yeah, there was there was some beef there. Okay. All right. Because when he called, when Kevin called out to him, Burton said, I, I've certainly never seen anything by Kevin Smith. <laughs> Except this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the corner of my eye. Yeah. Oh, I was on a flight and some guy sitting beside me had it on. Uh, hey, what are you watching? Oh. Then we have Christina with a C. She has Nightmare Before Christmas as her favorite. And I got to confess, I do like that one. But I never know when to watch you know, it. No, I, I found it. Do you watch it at Christmas or Halloween? Yes. I, I've watched it once. <laughs> I've watched it once. I have no interest in seeing it again. I, find it to, I, I found it to be highly overrated. What? I had so many people going on and on about it. That's it, it. Did, it didn't do it for me. Your talking <laughs> privileges have been revoked. <laughs> You're in time. <timing. laughs> Listen. Shh, shh. It's quiet. <laughs> so I didn't really like it. <laughs> Damn it. But she also liked Beetlejuice. That was scintillating radio right there. <laughs> she liked Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland, and Sleepy Hollow. And I do have to confess, Sleepy Hollow is one of my favorites. I don't think I saw that I, version of the Sleepy Hollow. I've but never I, seen it either, and, but I've heard good things. I think that's one I would enjoy if I do finally watch Johnny it. Johnny Depp is just awesome in that oh, one. Really? Johnny Depp's a good actor? Get out. No way. No, he When did oh, that happen? Your Captain Obvious cape just showed up. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I was waiting for that yeah. one. No, he plays uh, Ichabod. Like He's uh, almost like a forensic scientist. Yeah, you know? that's sort of how I heard it described. And he's got these little quirks that are just... Really cool. You got to watch it. Quirky Johnny Depp. That's it. I'm taking you. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the Lone Ranger? Since we're talking about Johnny Depp. Yeah, I heard it sucked. He was sitting at a bar. Okay, just about to take a drink from his mug. Oh wait, humor. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> just about to take a drink from his cup, and this guy comes in and says, "Hey, who owns the white horse out there?" And he puts the cup down. He says, "Well, that would be my horse, Silver." The guy goes, well, it's panting like crazy. It's so hot out there. You got to do something to cool it down. So the Lone Ranger goes, okay, Tonto, can you do me a favor? Go up there, run around the horse, make some wind. It'll cool the horse down. Okay. Out he goes. A couple minutes later, he's just about to take a drink again. Guy walks in. Okay, who owns the white horse out there? Puts the cup down. Oh, no, I know the punchline to this. That would be my horse, Silver. The guy turns around and goes, well, you left your engine running. We apologize for Rob's insensitivity to the Native American. Come on, that's funny. No, what is it? No. No. I have no comment. (laughs) I am not a crook. You're you're not a comedian either. (laughs) No doubt. All right, Ryan Haskell says his favorite is cheesy, but it's Big Fish. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I've never seen that one. I think I did a long time ago. Ewan McGregor's in that one, isn't he? Yes. yes. Yeah, I have not seen that one. For some reason, I think of that, and I oh, don't know, I'm maybe thinking, they came out at the same time. Wanda. Never mind. No, I know I've never seen A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, that's I know I've never seen Big Fish. <laughs> but Lee for some reason, I hear Big Fish, and I don't know if they came out around the same time or what, but I always think of a different one, of The Fisher King, which is not a Burton flick. Oh, no, it's totally not I like know. Big Fish at all. <laughs> I know, but I, for some, I don't know if they came out. I don't think they came out at the same time. I don't think no. so. But Fisher King came out in the 90s. This is 2000. Yeah, I don't know why I always think of Fisher King, I, but I know I've never seen Big Fish. A son tries to learn more about his dying father by reliving stories and myths he told about his life. 
Oh, had an eight on. Uh... Did it? Yeah, it did. Wait, this is supposed to be a good movie. I just Billy Crudup, Jessica Lange, Helena Bonham Carter. Go away. She's like, get out. Really? Huh? It's almost like Rob Zombie casting shirt. Oh, we already did that. Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Now I got to see it. He's in it. Yeah. I think one of my favorite Burton ones is um, toss up between uh, Batman and the original uh, Batman. Yeah, original Batman and uh, Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is fantastic. It's and they, they're they now in talks to do a, I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot, but it's, it's a sequel. sequel. And uh, it, Michael it, Keaton. Based on an old story, I, I, from what I heard, Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. No, no, God, oh, no. Lord. How hey, quickly can I'm we just kill telling that? you what I heard. Oh. But Beetlejuice <sighs> is my, probably my absolute favorite Burton. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that was... Well, Ryan also added here Ed Wood, which I completely forgot about. Oh yeah, that was great. That it was, was good. fantastic. And uh, nine, that he, was he an only produced amazing it. movie. He only produced that one though. That was not his movie. He just helped it get made. Right. Well, it's he, based on a short film by Sean Acker, and he he just went to Acker and said, "Here's millions, make it." No, no, no. That's the executive producer. Yeah. He oh, produced wow. it, so he right. helped facilitate the creation of this movie, which was a visually stunning it was. movie. It, I loved it. Yeah, that I, was I really liked that so movie much. A lot. Like I said that was then so much fun. We got this guy Jason on here who says Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, and Batman Returns. Ed Wood. Then he loses me. I admit his visual style is original and stands alone, but sometimes it's too much. And don't even get me started on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which well, leads us to the question: What about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? It sucked. <laughs> well, that was easy. Yeah, really. <laughs> so tell us what you really feel. It, it sucked. It does not hold a candle to the original. Well, absolutely no not. Which actually, doesn't follow the book. I don't care. They just like I don't care about the book. I've never read the book. I have no interest. I never read it. Never wanted to. Didn't care. Now it's but true colors. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a fantastic film. It is legendary. It should never have been touched again. And Burton, to me, he well, well I okay. I won't say he turned to because I can still watch the original. Wow. But watching Charlie, it. Made me made me almost want to vomit. Well, that's maybe it's because of all the sugar. <laughs> well, no, it's um, well. Let's see. Um, too much backstory for the Willy Wonka character. I didn't really care what where he came from or why. I you know, I just wanted him to be quirky. I I don't didn't need the backstory. Didn't need all that that part of it. And um, using just one guy as the Oompa Loompas that. Ruined it for me because it did. There wasn't enough variance in what they were doing. That was the idea. I didn't like it. Eh, no, bad, bad Burton, bad, bad Burton. Alrighty. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you go on from that? I don't know. Where is it? Batman. Yeah. Ba- Batman. Keaton I, Batman was, was great. For its day, it the bat, the cat, and the penguin. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Batman Returns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That visual styling of a uh, Batman. Okay, sure, we got Batman finally on the big screen, but I think said uh, Smith did his Batman on Batman of that one, mm-hmm. and he goes, "There's only 14 people that live in Gotham." 
pretty much. There wasn't any big crowd scene no. at all. They said, <laughs> they said it looked like Gotham was only one block big, too. So it was really tall and really small. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, there were some of the, the, the visual stylings were a little uh, weird. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I want. I need to rewatch that because I loved that movie back in the Absolutely. day, but I haven't seen it in a long time. See, I loved this one, Frank and Th- No, that's the short film you're looking at. The that's right. Short film. That's right. That's the one I love. Oh, okay. I saw that back in the day. Wow. And it is good. Now, is this the one they did the animated yeah. one off of? Okay. Yes. Basically the same story. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the one back then that was live action. Oh, Sophia cool. Coppola so, was in it? No way. Hmm. Well, there you go. Learn something new every day. So they actually killed a uh, bull terrier? Yeah, for that movie. Nice, nice. And then brought it back to life. Well, yeah. I bet you the OSPCA had nothing to say about that. No, 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 no. no. And PETA wasn't around yet at all. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, it's, it's Tim Burton. Never mind. Alfred Hitchcock's Presents. TV series. Oh, huh? oh, he did a show, an episode in there. Hmm. Yeah, look at that. Fairy tale theater. And then Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns, Edward. I didn't like oh. Edward Scissorhands. It was a... Uh, Mars attacks. Yes, <laughs> uh, it was. It was too much for me. It, I didn't shut it. his mic off. <laughs> since when are we are, are we against having separate opinions here? Since now, right? That's right. This is not a dictatorship, but just do what we say. Uh, okay. yeah. Fine, <laughs> hey, if you get a laptop, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was. It, it's a perfect movie. There, oh, it, now you're just being oh, crazy. quit being a shill. <laughs> <laughs> this movie actually has another claim to fame right now. Yes, you, yes. we already talked about this. Yeah, yes. you mentioned it a month ago. Ahmed. Yep. Yep. Those eyes are the same ones. Yep. And this one has just got everybody in the cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a huge Jack cast Nicholson, cast. Glenn Close, Annette Benning, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, yeah. Sarah yeah, Jessica Jack Parker, Nicholson in two roles. Michael Jessica, or sorry, Michael J. Fox, Rod Steiger, Tom Jones. Oh, there's Lucas Haas again. <laughs> Natalie Portman, Jim Brown, Lisa Marie. And I don't know who the last one is. There you go. Look at that. Did you know? Hmm. I forgot all about that movie. Uh, that one rocks. That was fun. that was a good. Okay, movie. I will. I'm going to put this out there. Uh-oh. Okay. That should we want to do? Sit down and do another one of our movie specials. Okay. Uh, Mars Attacks could be could be an op- an option. Really? Maybe because I, I did I only see it once. I think we should do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> there will be violence. <laughs> and I don't care how big you are, Mike. There will be violence. I'll bring weapons. <laughs> <laughs> there will be violence, but it won't last very long. That's right. <laughs> oh, we did Sweeney Todd, too. I never did see that one, Neither but did it I. did look interesting. Neither did I. You guess who's in it? Uh, Johnny Depp yeah, and, and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. That's right. Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Corpse Bride. There he said. There's Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. An Air Force astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet where evolved talking apes dominate a race of primitive humans. And what mysterious planet would that be? I wonder. Hmm. Oh, Helena Bonham Carter. No. Oh. Michael Clark Duncan. He was awesome as yeah. the gorilla. Oh yes. And Paul Giamatti. He yeah. was great in there too. Estella Warren. This was her first big one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, because she just she was just coming out of the Olympics after that, and then she did this and has done nothing else. No. She did one other one. Wait a second. Because it was some action movie. Holy crap, I was wrong. Driven. That's it. That's right. Okay. The Cooler, Tangled, 
Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack. That's a good movie. I never saw it. That's the Cooler, so though. The Cooler is a fantastic movie. Oh, that one? Kangaroo Jack. Okay, the 4.2 would say that uh, it's <laughs> not so much. No. It's worth a watch. I will never watch it again, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't mind it when I watched it. You know, because it's got, what's his name, Anthony Edwards? Yeah. Anthony Anderson, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, back in the early 2000s, Anthony Anderson was in everything. Mm-hmm. And this was 2003, yep. Well, all right. Okay, so. I think we've kind of used up our Tim Burton movies. Uh, so we'll right, go back to the list because oh, I think there was one that. Was there one that we missed? I think there might have been. Come on, there list. There is. Sorry. Come on. Director, show, Dark Shadows. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, the Dark, Dark Shadows was I didn't, was okay. Nah, I didn't it, like it, it had its moments, but I, I and I, I did enjoy it. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. Mm-hmm. I, I did not see that one either. It was okay. Yeah. It had it had some decent little jokes and the effects. The the um during the final fight. What the hell him, is that? It's big drama. My soul. A drama centered on the awakening of the painter Margaret Keene, her phenomenal success in the 1950s, and the subsequent legal difficulties she had with her husband, who claimed credit for her work in the 60s. Please get that image off the screen because it's. This is directed by Tim Burton. It's got Amy Adams, Christian Ritter, Christopher Waltz, uh, Christoph Waltz, Stamps. It's got some names. It's got got a little bit of firepower there. Yeah. Yeah. That's coming out. When does it get here? August 2014. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, did anybody come up with a good question? Uh, Nope. In this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we will take multiple answers. In this episode, please email us, which movie did Jason not like? (laughs) (laughs) You can submit to uh, themoviemadhouse at gmail.com. Talking about throwing him a beach ball. Uh, Trying at this. (laughs) We'll take submissions till next Sunday at noon. Okay, so that would be Sunday the... December the 30th. 30th. No, no. 31st. No. 30 days half September, April, June, and November. Right. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Look at you go. I know. <laughs> Kids, I can't do my knuckle thing because I can see. <laughs> so it would be December 1st. December 1st, yes. Right. Sorry. What is that? It's, an... it's my chocolate advent calendar. <gasps> Timmy, I like chocolate. Yes. <laughs> so does my son. And he will hurt you because he loves Avengers. Ah, so do I. He's I... at the right height. He can hurt you bad. I'll punch oh. him. <laughs> Not my kid. Punt. Yeah. <laughs> put my hand on <laughs> Swing, 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 swing. Give me my chocolate. No. So yes, this will be the official question for the quiz, for the uh, contest. All right. <laughs> Tell us which movie Jason did not like. If it is one of the movies, <laughs> it'll be thrown into the pot, and we will draw for our winner on our next podcast. Yep, and we will yeah, try and get that out as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> Anybody outside the continental North America, <laughs> we may have an issue. <laughs> Mike can't drive there. <laughs> well, we got to figure, Mike can drive to Windsor, and that took three months. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so can you. Yeah, but you took the movie from me. Well, that's uh, beside yeah. the point. <laughs> you could ask for it back. I could have, but it was much more fun teasing you. <laughs> what? What are we at? One hour. Okay. 
cool. I didn't know where we're at. Just, don't, what do you want? Why are you picking on me? <laughs> oh, my. Totally blowing that Canadian happy people thing uh, right out of the water. No kidding. <laughs> I didn't get to work out any aggression this weekend. So. Yeah, really? Yeah. No. Well, you're just happy you can talk. So uh, that's, well, there's that. <laughs> so since we're winding down, yeah, just, you know, because I think, It'd be nice to just give a shout out to your partner. Oh yeah, my um, my partner Sean, my tag partner Sean that I wrestle with. He was heading down to Hamilton a day before the show. He was going to go visit his brother and his nephews, and um, on the way there, um, he just got past London, I do believe, and there was a it was a bad driving conditions it was pretty uh, messy big snow squall problem going on uh him and his wife uh were involved in a 50 car pileup. um their car is absolutely totaled uh he's fine uh his wife uh she came out with because the most of the impact happened on the passenger side that's just the way like i said Everything happened. The truck in front of him jackknifed, and he ended up sliding in under, actually underneath the trailer. And they were hit from behind from another car coming sideways down the the 401. So Carla kind of took the big hits on this one. She's got a a nice bruise on her forehead. She's got, uh, looks like. Two black eyes are in development right now. Her her ribs are sore from she figures she hit the the door handle, and then she was no signs of concussion. No signs of concussion. Uh, her neck was uh, a little stiff. Um, Sean was talking about when they were getting out. There was a a lady that was involved in another wreck right beside them climbed out of her car and she ended up happening to be a nurse from Chatham, uh, the Chatham Kent health Alliance. Well, that's handy. Yeah. So she, she climbs out of the car. She was checking on everybody and she, this, this nurse ran up and down the highway, uh, administering first aid to everybody that needed it. Yeah. It was, a. Uh, it was quite the mess, but and it sounded like there's a lot of people that were local that really stepped up. To oh, absolutely. So they, they said, um, one, one of the truckers, Carlo, uh, she had lost her coat somehow in, in this mess. Uh, uh, an American trucker, uh, took the coat off his own back and gave it to Carla. That's awesome. So there's a lot of people stepped up to the plate during that, uh, that gigantic now, mess. I, now I haven't heard, like, are there any uh, severe injuries coming off of the whole thing or nothing severe i it haven't was, heard of any any major injuries no so. no there was there was nobody majorly hurt like i said there was bumps and bruises and stuff like that but nothing nobody uh no no serious injuries were uh, recorded so we got lucky that way and then they said i i got a text from sean earlier earlier saturday afternoon and he goes i was just in a 50 car pile up yeah, that's yeah. He said when you have a a trailer perpendicular on the four hundred one, that's a bad, bad yeah. way to go. So, yeah, that does not look good. No, he said it was uh, it was a quite a mess. And then I got a text from him 
later in the evening after they they checked out of the hospital. He goes, yep, on the slow slow road back to Chatham, they got they ran into traffic for another accident coming back. Yeah, I heard there was another one like. Heading west, just yeah. because of the just because of the weather and people just not prepared for nope. it. Well, who said that? Uh, that weekend just was a brutal one. Uh, London, Ontario, got hammered with two and a half feet of snow in a twenty-four hour period, and they said it's just. I I contacted the promoter and I said. Actually, he got a hold of me first. He goes, "Yeah, Sean just told me about it. Um, if you don't feel it's safe, uh, don't bother coming." I said, "I will see you next time," because I, I I looked at the weather network and I and I just saw the uh, the blue lines of the the squall storm coming through, and I went and I looked at the uh, the next day, the Sunday, and the storm tracked right down the four hundred one. And I'm going, I would be driving through that and it followed it would it followed all the way to the uh, the Woodstock exit onto uh to Brantford. And I went, That is no way to drive. And so, we said, no. I'm not going through two and a half feet of snow. So Oh, they're there. Yeah, but I'd rather not really I keep trying to click on this one thing, but it keeps changing the page on me. No, that's not right. But yeah, so everybody, um, like I said, the cars are total write off. But they're for the most part. For the most part, okay. they're they're fine. Like I said I worked out with Sean today. He's uh, he's feeling fine. Carla says she's. He like said last time I left her, she was heading for the couch. He said getting a couple uh, little pain medication and laying on the couch and recovering. So yeah, she's she's all right. Just. So count the blessings that oh, yeah. it, it, it could have been a lot oh, worse. It, it, it could just looking at the picture Sean put up of that car underneath I that know. trailer. They said it could have been so much worse. I saw that and my 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 heart jumped. Yeah. So yeah. Then then I then I saw them because I saw it like a couple hours later. So then I, by then I saw the comments that we're okay and yeah. so. Yeah. So his Sean's brother ended up driving from Hamilton to pick Sean up. From the hospital, I think they were in uh, London or somewhere along that line. Picked Sean up, brought him home, and then drove back through that mess. Oh wow! Wow! And he made it safe and sound as well. Oh, so that's good. good. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's nasty out there. It is Canada. This is the time of the year that this stuff happens, but everybody, this this storm blindsided everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm normally of the mindset, as soon as winter hits, everybody forgets to drive for a week. But That's this, for sure. Yeah. But this was beyond even normal. It was a sneak snow. attack. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mother Nature. We got ninjaed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out because three minutes ago, Linda Lorente likes the Movie Madhouse on Facebook. Yay! Which is what you can do if you go to the Movie Madhouse. Or sorry, Facebook.com slash Movie Madhouse. There you go. Yes. Ah, nice. Ah, nice. Hey, oh, yeah. You can also listen to us on your smartphones on the Stitcher app. We can, mm-hmm. That, you said you can find us on the uh, the Stitcher app. You can find our good friends over the Jay Zulman Podcast Network. All their uh, their shows. I think they run six days a show, six days a week on that network. Yeah. What day are we? Are we Tuesday? We are Tuesday. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> we just uh, actually we just had a nice shout out from them on their uh, uh, one year anniversary of their their lead show, uh, Seeing Red, mm-hmm. and they they had 
all the uh, Jason Mod family members under one roof. And they had everybody sit, uh, join for a big part, one year party at uh, at the uh, the Montoya residence, and they said we uh, sent them a little uh, video <laughs> clip, and they, <laughs> they 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 were tickled uh, to uh, see us involved in that. But we weren't uh, Canadian enough. <laughs> oh, well, one of the one of the comments was um, maybe we should get them to come down here, and we can all do a podcast together. Yeah, I'm uh, all over that. Yes. Uh, Oh, and then another one was, well, maybe we should just go up there. Come on up. <laughs> we can all sit in here. Or Jay's room, house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I can make it happen. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to need a bigger mixing board there. Yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. Or a few more places. <laughs> a lot more mics. If you're coming up, I'm, bring I, your mic. I'm learning to be an electrician. I can splice wires, man. Yes. Whoa. We can make it work. That scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, though, you know, we we do this for the fans, right? We like to talk and, you know, but we want... Sometimes. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I hey. do it because I like to talk to you. <laughs> Feedback, comments, suggestions. You want to yell at us? Bring it on at themoviemadhouse at gmail.com. You, you can also... Enter and try to uh, win the uh, yes. That's the where you can send the questions that's again. That genuine. email address: themoviemadhouse at gmail dot com. Genuine Blu-ray copy of Elf, oh, starring Will Ferrell and James Caan and Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Well, yeah, but she's not on the cover. Oh, okay, so yeah, she doesn't. No, but I can draw her in crayon right beside Will. <laughs> yeah, she's lovely. I like her. Autographed. Lot. Yes, that's it. It's now <laughs> autographed. Good idea. <laughs> So yeah, um, the, uh, the the trivia question is: What movie did Jay dislike vehemently on today's episode? <laughs> yes, with with great vigor and prejudice. Yep. <laughs> okay, and we should just point out: uh, we did get the the show to Coach Go. Oh, yep. And and we uh, got a response. I just have to get him the file because he put on there the show looks good. Can you provide me with the original video file? No. No? Okay. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> Chuck you Farley. <laughs> <laughs> well, why does he need the file when he's got the... Because he probably runs it digitally. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't think about that till after. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Wow, this TV stuff is complicated. Oh, yes. <laughs> but don't worry. When it hits, it's going to blow up. So we are just waiting for Kojiko to air it. And then we're going to upload it. All right. Sounds like fun. You know, we're giving them the exclusive first run. Yeah. Well, and we're, it was kind of their idea. Yeah. Hey, guys, want to do a TV show? <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. How <laughs> do you do that? You guys figure it out. Uh, okay. Now, I do want to remind you gentlemen, okay? Well, maybe not remind because I don't think I've told you flat out yet. But keep your calendars open for the weekend of December 14th and 15th. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> because, according to my producer, it's going to happen. No, it's not. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mike won't be here. Where is Mike going to be? Mike's going to be in a, uh, not here. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> After today's serious? episode, that would be kind of cool. Are you serious? I'm serious. I won't be here. <laughs> Where are you going to be? Uh, not in Chatham. Uh, when are you going to be back? Uh, late <laughs> Sunday. Oh. 
It's a beautiful hey, day. In at the least day. you know now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see a tear. So that's it for this episode of the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey, at least you know now. I've got... And knowing is half I've, the battle. Joe, Joe. Joe. I've got two months, man. I've got literally two months to get this thing made. <laughs> yeah. And? Yeah. <laughs> well, do, something do tells you, me two months is not enough time. <laughs> do you have your final rewrites done? Uh, yes, I do. Where's I, my script? I haven't printed out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do so have not as prepared as we thought. I, <laughs> well, no, I it's I couldn't I couldn't get access to the printer at the at school today. Well, there's only one printer in that college. No, there's there's four. But when you when I go there, it's everybody's there printing off all their powerpoints and stuff because we're getting close to exam time. So so, does Saint so there's a know? lineup. Does Sinclair know you're doing personal stuff on their computers? Um, I'm not the only one, so they can... Uh... <laughs> oh, that makes it right. Yeah. Bobby did it, too. <laughs> See these two wrongs? They definitely make a right. <laughs> yeah, this is Pick on Jay episode. I know. <laughs> it's See, I've been sick for a month. I finally got my He's, groove back. Yeah. And... <laughs> He's been saving now this I'm up. feeling it. <laughs> Alrighty, we better wrap this up. Why? No, we still can pick on Jay. (laughs) We can do that with the mics off. Yeah. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So, for another... Wait, hold on. It's not your turn. No. No, you forgot to talk about something. (gasps) There's a shock. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've got your own plug. I don't have a date yet. Really? Not according to what I saw on Facebook? Yeah. It's one of two dates. We don't know oh, which one oh. yet. But there's going to be a cosplay thing coming up. Stay tuned. There we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, now what? Did I have more? Were you going to say I have more or what? No, it was your turn to do the outro. Oh, oh yeah. Well, okay. You're, now that we got the last plug out of the way, <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of the movie Madhouse. My name is Jason. All right, I'm Rob. I'm Mike. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Eh? Yeah, we'll like, we'll, guys, talk to you later. Eh? Yeah, yeah. We'll see you later. Eh? Okay, uh, you come uh, back soon. Eh? Yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah. Don't forget your shovels and your toques. Eh? Yeah, yes. yeah, don't, yeah. Don't forget the toques. Come and, uh, sit on our Chesterfield and have some Timmy's. Yeah, yes, just don't put your feet on the Ottoman. No, <laughs> not on the Ottoman, man. <laughs> and remember, we got rocks and trees and trees and rocks and trucks and trees and water. Okay, talk to you later. Bye, bye, bye. See ya. I don't know if I'd go as far as say as he actually got his voice back, but he he was able to talk a little bit better. You could tell he, he was still kind of straining that voice somewhat. Um, I don't know if it was bronchitis or what. You know, I, I guess that's just the, the drawback of living in Canada, you know. There was a thing I seen on Facebook, and, you know, summertime for them is like minus 40 degrees, and you see them in like a, a light pullover. Or no, it's a, like a winter jacket. Then it goes down to like minus 30 degrees, and then they got the pullover. And then you go minus 20 degrees, and they're wearing T-shirts. And then minus 10 degrees, and they're literally like shirtless. You know, it's like smoldering hot when it's minus 10 degrees up in Canada. Uh, I, you know what, boys? You know, you, you, you're my friends, and you're my favorite podcast, but you guys would just melt in Southern California. Right now, uh, as we record, it is currently 72 degrees outside, and it's not even spring yet. 
Okay, I'm done babbling. Let's go ahead and jump on in to the next show. This is going to be our third and final show of the week. Uh, let's just go and dig around. I want to make something good for it so you guys can enjoy one more show before I send you on your way. Okay, let's see. It will be... Let's see. News, Views, and Reviews, number 20, released June 19th, 2013, and this one is called Trust No One. Rick discusses the angry news he received before recording this episode, and how he will deal with the betrayal, and what he must now do for the sake of his animals. This is pretty much a tearjerker, folks. It's really emotional, but really, really good. Uh, so let me just not chase it and cut the cut to the chase, rather, and present to you news, views, and reviews number twenty. Trust no one. Welcome back, everyone. I am Reaper Rick. You should be happy that you are not. If you listen to my previous broadcast, podcast, you would have heard that I have returned to Southern California, Southern California, where I grew up, where most of my happiest memories occurred. Just recently, I returned. And I returned to assist my mother in her recovery from surgery. And I only did that, only agreed to that move. Because I knew that, according to my wife at least, my dog and my birds would be taken care of, would be protected, would be loved at her parents' house. So, I've been here for 10 days, and I had just about two days of peace and quiet and relaxation and near happiness because I thought everything was taken care of, I had nothing to worry about until today which will be a week ago Tuesday by the time you hear this today I heard from my wife who told me that she has been lying to me ever since she left Idaho. She left 
before I did. You know, so she could get down to Southern California early ahead of me. And left me to make sure everything was packed away, put the truck boxed up, and that the uh, storage unit was emptied out, put the truck boxed up. And if my neighbor Bob had not helped me with the storage unit, I would most likely still be in Idaho at this time, which all things considered, would not have been a bad idea. So she left early, just like she did. When we left Hesperia in the high desert, she left two weeks early that time, though. And left me to finish packing up the house and loading up the trailer making sure that everything was taken care of. And again, if you have listened to my podcasts, you know what the outcome of that episode was. I crashed my car in Nevada desert, totaled the car, uh, ended up, well, let me go back. I had been having uh, hallucinations for two days before I left for Idaho, before I started driving the 600 and some miles to Idaho. Now, if I had been in my right mind, I would have realized that Having hallucinations meant something wasn't working right somewhere. But I wasn't in my right mind. And so, besides that, I thought the hallucinations were kind of cool. I thought it never occurred to me that my sugar was whacked out. I just thought I was having uh, stress-related flashbacks from college or something. No, no, it wasn't that. It was my sugar was creeping higher and higher. And it was causing my brain to become unhinged in a way I had never experienced before. So, when I left for Idaho on June 3rd in 2010, My brain was just a few hours away from shutting down on me. And that's basically what happened. I started having blackouts while I was driving. And uh, little rumble strips along the side of the road would wake me up or snap me out of it or whatever. Usually. Except for the last time. When it didn't wake me up, when it didn't wake me up in time, and I hit the sand and overcompensated, and that's when the car flipped over. Something I have never ever talked about 
anyone about that accident. Was that uh, I had my two dogs in the car with me. Gracie little uh, little terrier we'd only had six months got out of the car after the accident I was uh, trapped in the upside down vehicle she got out and I saw her she was frightened and she ran away she ran away there was no way I could stop her For the only reason I was able to save Rusty was because somehow I ended up sitting on his leash. He was outside the car, but he couldn't go anywhere because I was, he was wearing a leash and I was sitting on it. Gracie was wearing a leash too, but she got away. Never saw her again. Rusty was uh, taken to a local dog shelter until my wife could pick him up. I went to a local hospital for a CAT scan and blood work and was then airlifted to a trauma center in Utah for emergency surgery. placed on an insulin drip to uh, try to control my, my sugar. I was on an insulin drip for three days, which is pretty unusual, so I have no idea how high my sugar got, but it was very high. My lung was punctured. One of my ribs was crushed. And they had to replace a three-inch section of it with piece of steel. Other ribs were broken. My knees were damaged. My whole body and mind was damaged. So I spent four days in ICU and three days in a step-down ICU. And my daughter, somehow or other, ponied up 500 bucks so they could send me to a rehab center in Idaho close by where I was supposed to be living spent another seven days there trying to get my balance back learning how to walk again I had to use a cane for months after that my knees still give out every time I try to go up and down stairs. 
anyway. So that was three years ago. And this time, you know, my, my wife left early again. Took the dog and my birds and said that they would be alright. Not to worry about them. Drove 18 hours to get down here. Nearly fucking killed myself. Trying to get the truck loaded and then get it unloaded. But uh, today she told me that for the past 12 days that she's been down here with my dog and the birds that my dog, who has always lived in the house with us, has always slept on our bed. My dog has been tied to a fucking tree in the backyard for 12 days. They wouldn't let him in the house. They wouldn't even let the birds in the house. My wife has had them outside in the backyard every day and at night she puts them away in the garage. I would never have agreed to come down here if I had known for one fucking second that my animals were going to be treated with such disdain. that I am. I'm going to pick my animals up tomorrow, but they are not, they can't come to my mother's apartment because she has so many allergies that dander dust would conceivably send her into fatal asthma attack. So, I'm screwed, screwed, screwed once again. I had to borrow $1,000 just to get down here from my mother to rent the truck, for gasoline for the truck, to rent the storage shed. All of our money was used up 
right away, right away. I mean, I was broke by the time I got to Las Vegas. But anyway, so they can't come here. My dog, my dear fucking dog. That I rescued from the pound four years ago. has been treated like a homeless vagrant by a person who was supposed to have loved and cared for him. By someone that he has shown nothing but love to the entire four years we've had him. And she turned. She turned on him. She turned on me. She turned against me. She turned against my animals. You know, you can fuck with me, you treat me like shit, lots of times I won't even care. You fuck with my animals, goddamn you son of a fucking cunt bitch. And you do not get away with it. So I'm picking up my animals tomorrow. But, you know, whatever, I mean, what am I going to do with them? I have no place for them to go. I can't keep them here with me. My daughter has offered a, uh, a friend of hers who doesn't live too far away, I don't think, suggested that maybe she would be willing to take them for a few days, a week, or whatever, but my mother just wants me to give them away to someone else, a stranger, a fucking stranger. I will not do that. If worse comes to worse, there's a... Uh, Motel 6, about half a block from here. I already checked. They take animals. I'll fucking rent a room. Put the, put the dog and the birds up in there. Spend the night there with them. Come back. Help my mom out during the day. Not letting those babies go. So, um, again, my daughter has suggested a friend that might be able to help out temporarily. I've had offers, well, I've had one offer from, you know, my only friend that uh, I may have to 
take him up on for a place to stay. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But it would be a terrible inconvenience for them. In the meantime, um, I'm, I'm working on other other possibilities. I just don't know what to do. And. Of course, I'm just, once again, once again, totally screwed over by someone I cared about. You know, and it's not like, it's not like it's the first time. So... Really got some serious fucking worrying to do decisions to make here. See, uh, see what happens in the next uh, few days. Cause it's uh. It's a sad, sad fucking situation. You cannot trust someone you've been with for more than 20 years to tell you the fucking truth about something that they know is important to you. And why in the fucking hell was she so goddamn anxious to get back down here that she would lie to me about the safety and care of my animals just to get me down here and then knowing I was trapped leave me here you know knowing that she had my animals as hostages what the fuck is the matter with people you know three and a half years ago plan sounded feasible. You know, I, I had been on social security disability for several years at that time. Couldn't work because my back was out. And I had a lot of emotional problems. And then my wife retired. And, uh, even though we were living in a relatively inexpensive house, we couldn't afford to stay in California on our combined social security plus my cancer. So my wife's daughter, whom I raised from the time she was four years old until she left the house and got married, her daughter and her daughter's husband had moved to Idaho and they had room on their property to build us a small apartment. So that was the plan. They were going to build us a small apartment where we could live in peace and tranquility through our 
things blew out of proportion almost immediately, of course. Anytime something sounds too good to be true, you know the story. So her daughter and her husband separated. And my wife wanted to get up there right away to help her pay the rent, the mortgage on the house, and uh, make sure there was still going to be room for us to live. <clears throat> and so, excuse me, I uh, became insane and drove up there and nearly got killed. So when I finally returned to the house there in Idaho, things went fairly well for several months. wasn't happy, but I wasn't miserable yet. And then the daughter's husband And that's when things really get to shit. After uh, another few months, we decided we had to get the hell out of there. And we moved across town to a small trailer in a senior park, mobile park. Even that was okay for a little while. Till winter set in. And then summer came. And then last winter, which was very, very, very bad. So and we had to get out of there, but the only option left available to us was to move into my wife's mother's house, where everything was supposed to be just fucking perfect. And, you know, we would have been if I wasn't involved, or my dog, or my birds. So, basically, if she got to move down there and stay with her mom and her sister, that would have been just peachy fucking keen. But I, on the other hand, was out of my ass with my animals. Just like what actually happened. So now... I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Again. 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 So... What am I gonna do? Fuck. Don't have a clue. Whatever it is, it's going to cost money. I owe my mother a 
whole bunch of money now. And cannot tap her anymore. So I'm on my own. Yes, I have friends out there, listeners, friends. Might offer up some suggestions. <clears throat> At the present time, I am open to just about anything. You know, I have to be here for another few weeks. Because my mother can get around a little bit here in the apartment, but she has doctor's appointments too later this month. She can't do that by herself. So but again, I can't fucking believe it. I've moved three times in three years. Three times in three years. I'm going to have to move again. Somehow or other, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot believe this at all. I thought everything was going to be better. And instead, it's just screwed up and fucked up. As I could possibly have imagined. The only thing worse would have been if I had rolled the fucking truck and ended up in the hospital again. That would have been worse. But because I'm here and I'm healthy, I'm going to have to deal with this situation. Don't know how yet. Don't know. Favors I'm gonna have to call in. Whatever. But somebody is going to fucking pay for this. Mark my words, I'm not going to be fucked over again without somebody else. Taking the fall with me. So anyway, hey, you know, hope you have a good day, right? Yeah. I hear that once too often, once too fucking often. <sighs> so. Well, I don't know. Something will come up, I guess. And welcome back, everyone. No, this is not the start of a new podcast, but it has been 24 hours since I recorded the last part of it. 
I just wanted to bring you up to speed. I uh, <clears throat> spent the day, <clears throat> excuse me, going out and uh, picking up my birds and my dog with my daughter. She went with me. I haven't seen her in well. Actually, I saw her three years ago when I had the accident, but not since then. So she had a friend of hers that she works for. That lady uh, was kind enough to take the birds on for however long it takes me to get settled in again. I don't know. So she's got my two birds over there at the florist's shop. I appreciate that. And I thank her for it. But couldn't find anyone who was willing to take my dog, not even for an overnight stay. So I had to rent a motel room. Uh, for the dog overnight and I am now in the hotel room motel room with Rusty I haven't seen him for almost two weeks and he was so stressed out today by everything that's been going on with him, I guess, plus car rides around and around and around. Anyway, he was throwing up and having diarrhea all day. And now we're in this, uh, you know, wonderful little motel, which does accept pets, but that means that there's dogs all over the place. They're parking. He parks. People are walking by, and cars are going by, and cars are honking, and people are talking. And the air conditioner's noisy, and every time there's a fucking noise that he can't see, he has to bark at it. And that's pretty normal for him. He did that a lot at home. But I, uh, don't want him barking a lot tonight because there are people on either side of us and above us and don't want people getting pissed off at him tonight. Anyway, um, I have no friends here in Southern California anymore. I've been away for 22, 25 years, something like that. Um, so I know no one down here except, uh, you know, my mother and my mother is quite livid with this whole turn of circumstances that has brought me to this point. I uh, 
honestly wish now I had never left Idaho. At least in Idaho, things were stable. You know, yes, we were broke every two weeks, but we somehow managed to keep our head above water. And Rusty was happy at least. And the birds too. And now, oh, now no one's happy. Least of all me, and it turns out that the only friend I have left is Dave up in the high desert, place I left three years ago. And he's the only one willing to take Rusty on as a, uh, well, fuck. Take him on as a second pet, I guess, because I have no idea when I'm going to be able to get him back, let alone see him again. I just don't understand how this could have gone so horribly, horribly wrong, when uh, just a few days ago I thought everything was finally, finally falling into place, into a proper place, I should have fucking known that uh, I've never Going to be happy again. Nothing is ever going to work properly for me. Yeah, <clears throat> I may sound like a little bit of self pity there, but motherfuck, you have no idea how goddamn screwed up things have been for me the past few years and especially the past few weeks I'm just uh, totally unprepared for this emotionally and physically and The one who's getting the Hey, hey, it's alright, it's alright. It's rusty growling and somebody's shutting their car door. Anyway, the one who's getting the worst of it is, is poor Rusty. I mean, you know he's already felt abandoned. Tomorrow. Leave him again. So tomorrow we have to make a two hour drive up to the desert. Of 
I have to leave him. I'm sure that a few of you out there may understand. Just totally, totally fucked this is. We sit in the goddamn stinky, it smells in here, the stinky fucking noisy motel room. Last night, I'll be able to spend with my dog for I don't know how fucking long. When I'll see him again, or if I even will ever see him again. I'm really, really pissed off that this had to happen. It should not have happened. It should not ever, ever have happened. And for a fucking change. It's not my fault. I had nothing to do with this. But it happened anyway. And there's nothing I can do to make it better. It's just gonna get worse. And I really don't want to deal with this anymore. Don't want to deal with having to leave things anymore. I don't want to have to lose my pets. Lost somebody. So many dogs over the years. And they've all been very seriously dramatic. And here I am setting myself up for the same damn thing to happen again. Don't know what to do, don't know how to do it. Don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Are they fucking misery? The rest he's had to go through for the past 12 days. For the fucking misery I'm having to go through now. For the past. 36 hours and another 24 and more and more and more day after day after day it's not good it's not good I don't like it I'm not happy I'm not fucking happy at all but 
don't have any money. And without money, I can't fix the problem or make it go away. So that's what happens when you rely on people that you trust, that you think you can trust, that you think you know, and they turn on you, they fucking stab you in the fucking back, kick you in the fucking nuts, <sighs> make your life a living fucking hell. Yes, that's what you get. You trust somebody. So just remember that, folks. All my dear listeners. Can't trust anyone. You can trust animals. You can't fucking trust people. You do, and you get your heart broken. You get your testicles crushed. You get stomped on and shit on and stabbed in the back. You get fucked over. That's what happens. Gee, that, that might sound a bit bitter, <sighs> but I'm fucking bitter right now. You know, I don't see any way this could possibly go well. So, next episode, I'll fill you in on how things went trip to the desert, four hours round trip, to say goodbye to my little boy, yeah, I'll tell you all about that next time, so stay tuned, everyone, trust no one. See what I mean? Very tight and emotional. It was just, its it was heart-wrenching, especially, you know, during the time of it, when it was actually happening, happening, it was just really, really sad. But I'm happy to report that, you know, Rick's got his animals back with him. And, and uh, you know, as far as that's concerned, that part of his life is better. You know, he's, he's around his animals. He's around the the people that care about them the most and um you know we, we try to make it as comfortable and make him as happy as possible but you know just during that time it was a very rough time all right kids well that's it for this week i'm going to go ahead and tuck away the wayback machine and we'll get together next friday and we'll do it all over again that's right that's what we do we dive into the jazo modcast archives and we share them, whether it be right here on jazelmon.com or iTunes or Stitcher or any other avenue for that matter. Because I've noticed that Jazel, the Jazel Modcast programs are being picked up left and right all around the world. 
That's very cool for me. All right, kids. Well, my name is David K. Montoya, and I have been your host. And come back next week, and we'll do it all over again, as promised, right here on Flashback Friday.